My podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. No matter what is going on in the world, I will continue to podcast. I've had a kind of a weird week so far. I think everybody has, uh, obviously, with the coronavirus affecting um Literally, it's it's become a pandemic. The president just declared a national emergency at three o'clock today. Today's Friday. I'm, I'm probably going to release this podcast on Saturday. So, president said, "Hey, pandemic, not a pandemic, not a pandemic." I think the CDC declared it a pandemic. President declared it a state of an emergency. So, a lot of shit going on. Um, so happy and so thankful for you to be here. Uh, hopefully, you're staying safe uh, out there. I was gonna. I'm not going to lie to you, I, I have been very, very, I don't want to say demotivated uh, to make the podcast, but I mean, really, in the last couple of gays, not gays, excuse me, <laughs> oh my god, I'm already getting tongue-tied, in the last couple of days, uh, like the only information has been about the coronavirus and how that's impacting sports and video games, E3 was canceled, uh, a lot of a lot of gaming events have been canceled. I'll talk about video games uh, in in a couple of seconds. But like, there, there's been a lot of stuff that's been impacted because, and on top of video games, obviously sports with the cancellation of the of the NBA season. It's more specifically a suspension. But when exactly are they going to reinstate the suspension? How are they going? Not the uh, suspension, excuse me. The season. How and when are they going to extend the playoffs until deep into the summer? I think that would kind of be an interesting topic. But let me actually write that down. Like that was actually kind of interesting when I just said. <clears throat> but how exactly are they going to compensate for essentially? you know, losing a lot of time for uh, for for the majority of the season. Maybe not for the majority, but for like two months of the season. So, I mean, that's that's a question that I think needs to be answered. Hold on. What, uh, what else? I was writing down names here. Writing down some of the prospects here for the NFL draft. And if you're wondering, 24, is the NFL draft still a go? Yes, it is. The draft still is a go. All of that good stuff. Sorry. Um, let me let me kind of finish off what I was talking about earlier. With let me finish this thought. Um, I've been I've been really really down. You know, I haven't necessarily been up in the sense of like just just some just some issues going on with uh, with how I've been feeling. Like I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. In the last couple of days, I've pretty much I haven't left my house. Like I have just stayed in and I haven't really done a whole lot. Yesterday I was gonna work and you know, I I didn't work. Didn't work at all. I was kinda just figuring out, you know, should I should I podcast? Should I you know, should I do what I need to do? And it's just like, you know, I was like, just take a day, man. Just take a day. Come back tomorrow, 
Today is now tomorrow. I'm back here. I took a day. I think I'm going to ease myself back into this. It was just it was just shocking in like one night. It was and I think it was Wednesday night or Thursday night. No, today's Friday. It was Wednesday night where it was like the NBA season had gotten canceled. Uh, the president had just like banned travel to Europe, and then Rudy Gobert had um, had just cor- uh, contracted the coronavirus on top of Donovan Mitchell, and then on top of that, you watch the Rudy Gobert video with how he was like touching all the microphones and stuff like that. I'm not going to make this a whole video talking about Corona, but like it, it, it was some heavy shit, so I had to take a day. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Um, I do got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I know I'm kind of still in that intro phase. Uh, the XFL season, PJ Walker, some guys that I saw in uh, in this year's XFL season, um, some other free agents and things of that nature, quarterback free agents as well, and uh, a lot of stuff that we'll talk about on 24's podcast. But first, I want to talk about the XFL season being canceled. Uh, yeah, it was it was canceled, I think, Thursday or Wednesday. I think it was canceled Thursday morning, which is, again, another reason why I was like, I don't want to talk about the XFL season. I don't want to talk about a bunch of negative stuff without having something positive to say. So the XFL season was canceled. Um, Houston easily being the best team in the league because of one man and one man alone and one dude that should 1,000% get a contract in the NFL, he should be seen as the number one just free agent for quarterbacks uh, outside of, uh, coming out of the XFL, excuse me, uh, th- this year, and that is easily P.J. Walker. He was the best football player on the field whenever he was playing. He was easily the best football player uh, in the entire league for the majority of the season, if not the entirety of the season. In fact, scratch that. For literally the entirety of the season, the best football player. I said this every single week. I think starting week three or week two onwards, I said you can tell who's going to be an NFL player and who's going to stay an XFL player by how they play against these teams, against these practice squad players. An NFL player would usually be able to dominate these practice squad guys. A XFL player would be able to compete. It would be good, not great. P.J. Walker, easily the best football player uh, in the entirety of that league. He should get a contract. Now, who should he go to? Who exactly is a team that needs a quarterback or a backup quarterback, more specifically, that uh, that could use P.J. Walker? Well, let's find out. Let me pull up an entire. Let me pull up the entire NFL teams. Uh, on Google here, so that way we can get a, a kind of an inkling. So let's just talk about backup quarterbacks, right? Uh, I don't think there would be a better backup quarterback coming out coming out of the XFL or probably even the NFL. Like Marcus Mariota, he's probably going to be a backup quarterback. Jameis Winston, potentially he may be a backup quarterback. We'll see. But if you ask me which one could, would I want to have as a backup quarterback, like Marcus Mariota or a P.J. Walker, I'm taking P.J., I'm taking P.J. Walker 1,010%. Make no mistake about that. I'm taking him. And that goes for every single football team. I don't think any football team has a backup quarterback that would be as good as P.J. Walker. Maybe. Maybe Blake Bortles in L.A. But, I mean, Blake Bortles is Blake Bortles. I mean, Blake Bortles is a perennial backup quarterback that was a backup quarterback before he was... was, He kind of abided his time. He shouldn't have played as long as he did at the starting position of quarterback for the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
but he did, and now he's a backup quarterback. Now, every single team probably needs a, a backup quarterback like PJ. I think he's the best backup quarterback in the league uh, if he were to become a backup quarterback. But let's just say starters. Let's just say, all right, 24, let's get off of you know backup quarterbacks. Let's talk about starters. Who exactly could PJ Walker be? Who Not be, but who could he start for? In the league, because there's some teams that he definitely could start for, and I think there's some interesting teams as well. First team that he could start for. New England. Right? Right? Like, you're starting to, you know, you're starting to see it, right? Like, Everybody keeps on talking about Andy Dalton and all of these other guys and uh, football players that, you know, Bill Belichick may or may not want and the New England Patriots. Like, listen, uh, if you want a guy who essentially can uh, can throw on time and on target, who knows what to do and how to do it when it comes to three-step, four-step, not four-step, three-step, five-step, and seven-step drop-back passes, that exactly is what P.J. Walker is. He's a guy that can drop back and pass and make plays with his legs, but he's not. He he's kind of like Patrick Mahomes, and everybody makes that comparison. But he is not a runner. He does not run the football. He can run the football. You can put put him in some read option type of situations. But check this out: you can also throw the football with PJ when he's rolling to his right, when he's rolling to his left. I really, really, really like his arm strength. Uh, because I've seen I've seen him make all I've seen him make all types of throws. I've seen him make fifty yarders. I've seen him make twenty yarders. I've seen him d- dink it and dunk it. There are times where he's throwing off of his back foot, and I like he he obviously everybody loses throwing uh, throwing strength when they're throwing off of their back foot. But sometimes he threw off of his back foot, and and the football still got there. Other times it didn't. But he has fantastic arm strength for a guy his size. He has like like what I really really liked about him. In uh, in Houston was that when he did have he he took what the defense gave him. If the defense gave him the check down, he took the check down. If the defense gave him the over the middle throw, he he'll take that as well. But what he'll always do, uh, and he kind of didn't represent it that much in the last couple of games. But when he but what he really did well in the first couple of games, I thought was go through his progressions and then just dump off the guy, to, dump off the football to the man that's open. That's exactly what he did throughout the entirety of uh, of this season, and that's what I've really, really liked. Let me let me pull up his numbers here. Okay, let me uh, let me go to the XFL. And by the way, uh, I think the I think he specifically can can uh, what what's the word? Not what's the word? Sorry. I think he can sign up for the NFL once he goes through his um, his end of season physical. So the XFL is over; it's done. Like it's it's not it's not canceled in the sense of like will we ever see another XFL game ever again? Yes, we will see another XFL game next year. It's just this season is done. PJ, on the other hand, interestingly enough, I thought he was five eleven. He's six foot. He's six feet flat. Kind of looks a little bit shorter than that. He's 207, so he's a great weight for a quarterback his size. He's He literally is the size of Russell Wilson. Love that. But with PJ, for some weird reason, I type in his name, and, he, and they give me all of his college numbers. I'm like, give me, give, me his, give me his actual numbers. Give me his player stats. Okay, here we go. 
went back to the same fucking page. What what is going on here? Hold on, let me try and find his actual goddamn numbers. That's that's not that is not like they're also having like I think their numbers their web page is broken because for a lot of his numbers like like for instance for his touchdowns they say he has 3978 for his forced fumbles they say he has 3978 for his uh interceptions they have 102 for tackles for loss they have one like those aren't his numbers I don't I don't understand why they, why I can't see his actual numbers. Let me try and see the. Let me let me try and find his actual numbers. <clears throat> because uh, this is this is kind of ridiculous. Let me see PJ. The uh, the team. The, not the team, but. Excuse me. His um his actual numbers. So. Here we go. I mean, they're they're giving me yeah. I mean, they're for starters, their website is terrible. The XFL's website is terrible. On one on one like page that I pulled up, they labeled him as six foot six feet tall, two oh seven. On another page, they label him as five eleven, two hundred fourteen pounds. I don't. We'll just call him six foot two, not six foot two, six six feet tall, two hundred pounds, two oh five, because that's what he looks like. Let me type. Let me just try to find his actual like, if there's any other site that's tracking his numbers, because I really don't want to have to go, like game by game by game. Okay, this is terrible. Is there like another site that has like his actual numbers? Oh my god. Let me try and find another one. Nope. Ah, oh, goodness gracious. Sorry about this. Like you would think that the XFL would be able to have like actual like like their Here we go. Wikipedia has his numbers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God for Wikipedia. I'm like, you would think that the XFL would honest to God have his freaking have his numbers, uh, have his, have the correct numbers. Anyways, um, the XFL season currently Houston, PJ Walker's record. He had, he was five and oh, so he was undefeated. He looked like he was going to have an undefeated season when the, uh, when the title, they were going to play up against New York this weekend. I was like, they're going to smoke New York. New York stunk. But completions and attempts, 119 to 184. He had a 65% completion percentage. In the XFL, it's 70%. Now, a lot of people are like, well, damn, like he's, he's kind of below average, right? Because a lot of people on their good games, they would have 70%, 72%. Thing is, everybody was fucking dinking and dunking, right? PJ Walker and maybe Josh Jackson towards the end of the season, like the last two games potentially, they were the only two quarterbacks that threw like 20, 30-yard footballs pretty consistently. And especially PJ, when sometimes I would be like, he would just lob, not lob it up, but he would throw it in a double and triple coverage. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? They just wanted to play freaking... 
excuse me, backyard football. They were like, we don't care. You think we care? This is XFL, baby. We got a lot of time. We got a lot. We got a lot of points to put up, right? And uh, in five games, he had 1,338 yards. In my opinion, I feel like he could have had more in the XFL. The uh, the league, not the league, excuse me, the field is a lot shorter than in the NFL. Usually you're starting at your at your own like 30 to 35, sometimes even 40-yard lines. And it's easy to score football. <laughs> it's easy to score touchdowns when you're starting that close or, or that, not that close, excuse me, but that like high up the field like it's it's a great starting position for an offense it gives gives the league like not even the league but it gives so much of the offense potential to just make plays and that's exactly what pj was making check out his touchdown interception ratio 15 to 4 he threw like two interceptions in that last game so it brought like i think a 7.5 to 1 touchdown interception ratio to oh my god an almost 4 to 4 touchdown interception ratio you'll take that to the bank Every single day, he had uh, four, uh, not 40, 24 rushing attempts, 99 yards, 4.1 yards per carry, one touchdown. It's not great. You usually want something for a quarterback. That's not great for a running back. That's pretty good. But for a quarterback, you want him to have like eight or nine yards per attempt or averaging, yeah, eight or nine yards per attempt because usually it's just him like just running it in. Uh, for a first down or running it in for just like a bunch of yards because nobody is 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 in and around him and he either rolls to his right he rolls to his left etc etc but pj walker was easily the best quarterback in the entire league in five games by the way and keep in mind that's about a third of the season so he would have had somewhere close to like four thousand four thousand yards and he definitely shouldn't have and he should have definitely have had because there were there was what like 10 games so no, he shouldn't have had 4,000 yards. He should have had like 20, 26, almost close to like, what is it? Like, uh, yeah, like 26 yard, 2,630 touchdowns, 20, 30 touchdowns, eight interceptions is his projection pretty much. And he would have had to play like two more playoff games to win the championship. So he should have had somewhere over 3,000 yards this season, easily over 30 touchdowns. He was extremely efficient at throwing touchdowns. So those are his numbers uh, so far in the XFL. Maybe he plays another season. He definitely should not. He should go into the NFL. He should ask around the league. He should be. He should show them his damn tape because it's easily better than some of the quarterbacks that I'm about to list off that he should 1,000% re- replace. If you're a team with one of these quarterbacks, your team should 1,000% be gunning for P.J. Walker. Let me plug my computer in in a second uh, because it's very, very close to being run out of battery. Hold on. So, talked about his numbers. We're about to talk about the teams that could potentially be played, not played, excuse me, uh, the teams that could potentially go after P.J. Walker in, uh, in free agency, which, by the way, starts this Wednesday, and I'll get into free agency later on in the podcast. But first, let me talk about something. So, obviously, the, uh, the coronavirus is pretty, is pretty 
prevalent, you know, with how much cancellations and things of that nature, league cancellations. And I talked about it. And I'm like, I have not left my, I've done a, a lot of yard work. I've done a lot of housework and stuff like that. Like had a lot of shit to burn today. Like by a lot of shit to burn. I mean, I'm, I live in the country, man. Uh, it, there's a lot of ways to take out the trash. Sometimes you don't take out the trash, you burn it. So I burned a lot of shit today. Uh, frick, I, I mean, it was hot and humid, but I was like, man, just to take my mind off of something. Anyways, next week, Doom Eternal is going to be released on Friday. Let me go ahead and make my purchase because Amazon right now is having a pre-order sale of uh, of Doom Eternal. I think it's forty nine ninety nine. Yep, it is $49.99, and it will be released on Friday. My birthday, by the way, interestingly enough, what is today? Today is the 13th. It's the 17th, so it's St. Patrick's Day. It's in four days. I think it's on Tuesday. Uh, My birthday is next week. You can say, happy birthday, 24. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Whatever. Anyways, birthday is next week. That is my birthday present to myself. Happy birthday to me, 24. Congratulations. Am I 24 yet? Uh, no comment. Well, am I past 24? Am I like 25, 26? Again, no comment. My age doesn't matter. All you need to know is that I'm 24. So, Doom Eternal is coming out next week. I will talk more in depth about Doom Eternal tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast, but I have so much information for you on Doom Eternal. Tomorrow's podcast is a podcast that you don't want to miss out on. When you want it, like, if you're going to be like me, if you're going to be like, I don't necessarily know how much I'm going to be going in and out, or I'm not, like, tomorrow's podcast talking about Doom Eternal is exactly the podcast that you want to watch, that you want to listen to. I'm also going to have, I think, maybe a maybe a podcast where I, maybe I play Doom Eternal and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about some of the stuff and things of that nature going on in the game. So I, I already got it in my cart. Let me go ahead and purchase it. If you're, ask, if you're wondering... 24, are you honest to God on Amazon? Uh, yes, I, I honest to God am on Amazon right now. Of course I am. I'm like, I am very, very excited for this video game. I was like, I was a little bit hesitant on purchasing it. I was like, should I purchase it? Should I not purchase it? Should I wait? I'm like, cause I was like, man, like, I was like, I like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to leave, but I, I don't necessarily know about the handling. I don't know if like people are going to be clean and stuff like that. I may have to burn the box or I don't, I don't know, but. I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta freaking, I gotta, like, I gotta have some fucking fun. It's like, I've been playing Fury. I've been playing a lot of, I've been playing Fury. I haven't really been doing a whole lot of stuff. They're showing Patrick Mahomes right now. I'm watching NFL Total Access. He's working out with somebody. Who the hell is Patrick Mahomes working out with? Let me figure that thing out. Point is, gonna have an awesome podcast tomorrow. I will um, also be talking about Doom Eternal next week. I'm going to I'm going to play the fuck out of that game. But going back to what I was talking about earlier on. So TMZ just caught Patrick Mahomes. I like I typed in Patrick Mahomes' name into Google because he's he's like the checkdown had him had him uh, freaking working out with somebody and now it's like the first thing one of the first articles that I pull up is Patrick Mahomes. This is TMZ. Patrick Mahomes escapes coronavirus with thonged out GF in Mexico. I'm like, I don't want to press it, but I'm also curious. I'm also curious. I'm like, what does she look like in a thong? I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. I'll, I'll just, 
I'll just keep my head down. I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll just type in the check down. I'll just mind my own damn business. I'll just keep it. I'll just keep it moving. All right. <clears throat> I mean, actually, what, what the hell were they talking about? You know, I'll just, I'll just listen to what they, um, what they were saying with Patrick Mahomes. If my DVR will work, please work. Thank you so much. Like, just, just rewind. I told you to rewind. I don't know what the hell you're doing. So, they're showing a letter, I think, that one of the 49er head coaches, or not head coaches, but the female coach got. Hold on. I don't know why they're showing him work out. Like it's like I don't I don't know why they they showed Mahomes working out. Like it's literally it's it's literally him just backpedaling and I I guess it's him throwing off of his back foot, but it's like why would you show that? That like I thought he was throwing to specific guys. Speaking of specific guys, let me write down another name. Write down another name. You probably know of the name. Okay, going back to PJ cuz I was talking about teams that could potentially need a PJ Walker. Uh, the Patriots, yes, you need you. Need, if you're a Patriot fan, you 1,000% need PJ Walker. Uh, make no mistake, you don't have a quarterback, and you for damn sure do not. I don't care what anyone says. You don't want Andy Dalton or Teddy Bridgewater as your freaking quarterback. You don't want them. They can't make plays. They cannot make plays. So as much as people want to be like, well, you know, you know, you can go after Teddy Bridgewater and have a have a guy that just throws passes uh, that that only go maybe uh, five to eight yards. Don't no no down the field threats whatsoever. So if you're looking to get back into a football game, guess what? Probably not going to happen anytime soon. So if you're New England, and by the way, I talked about how PJ is is very very technical with the three five step seven step drop pack uh, drop pack passes. He's very very West Coastian. He'll take the check down. He'll throw over the top if he needs to. You need a quarterback like that. I don't know Andy Dalton is definitely Teddy Bridgewater is. So you think you can tell me? All right, I can I can go out and get a damn quarterback in free agency. Want to know why the teams with pretty much some of the best talent at quarterback have gone to and won Super Bowls in the last like ten years? It's because the quarterback position is the most important position in all of football. I feel like I constantly have to reiterate this point where I'm like, damn, like like the only Super Bowl that pretty much didn't have top-tier quarterback talent, and by top, well, I mean, technically it did. It had Peyton Manning and and Cam Newton. Like, Cam Newton was the MVP that season. Peyton Peyton Manning, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, he he was in that season. Now, obviously, he wasn't as great as he once was, but he was, it's still fucking Peyton Manning. Let me look up the Super Bowl winners. Let me let me see which team, and this is just going back Super Bowl winners. Sorry. Let me just see which teams pretty much didn't have a damn quarterback. Let's go all the way up to this. So obviously this year it was uh, Kansas City who beat the Niners. Last year, Patriots beat obviously the uh, the Rams. 
Eagles beat the Patriots, Nick Foles, that's debatable, but he was having a great season, he was having a great season, okay, I'm just making, I'm just like reading some stuff on my TV right now, they're talking about how Jadavion Clowney is re-signing with the Seahawks, I'm like, whatever, (laughs) I'm like, all right, all right, whatever, uh, after before the uh, the the Eagles beat the Patriots, the Patriots beat the Falcons, the Broncos beat the Panthers, the the uh, the Patriots beat the the Seahawks, the Seahawks beat the Broncos, the Baltimore Ravens with obviously uh, 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 Joe Flacco, they beat the Forty ers the Giants with the uh, the Giants with Manning, they beat obviously Tom Brady and company. This was the second time, by the way. Green Bay Packers beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, Saints beat the Colts, like, Saints beat the Colts, Saints beat the Colts, Drew Brees beat frickin' Ben Roethlisberger, come on, man, Pittsburgh beat the Cardinals, Giants beat, and this is going all the way back to now, uh, the 2007 season, where the Patriots were undefeated, Giants beat the Patriots, Colts beat the Bears, Steelers, they beat the, uh, they beat the Seahawks, the Patriots beat the Eagles. The Patriots beat the uh, the Panthers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers probably is n- is now the only team that didn't have top tier talent. Uh, they beat the Raiders. Patriots beat the Rams, and then uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, that was probably the only team besides I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, this millennium that didn't have top tier talent at quarterback that went to the Super Bowl and won. By the way. Maybe you can argue Nick Foles as well. Like, okay, well, Nick Foles, but I mean, I'll just rattle off the names of Super Bowl winners. Rams with Kurt Warner, excuse me. I, I forgot to, and no, I mean, technically Kurt won that in 1999. So let's go all the way back to the Ravens, Patriots, Tampa Bay, Patriots, Patriots, Steelers, Colts, Giants, Steelers, Saints, Packers, Giants, Ravens, Seahawks, Patriots, Broncos, Patriots, Eagles, Patriots, Chiefs. So maybe I guess as well. Um, who was the other team? Uh, so Joe Flacco, the Tampa Bay uh, freaking quarterback. Joe Flacco, Tampa Bay quarterback. Uh, Nick Foles and uh, the Ravens, two thousand quarterback. Those are like four guys out of the last sixteen years that won uh, Super Bowls uh, without being pretty much top tier talents. But even then, I can make a strong case. That some of those guys that I just mentioned, Nick Foles, Joe Flacco, they were pretty much the best quarterbacks. Maybe not the best quarterbacks, but they were top-tier talents playing in the league at that time. It's pretty debatable. Pretty debatable. Point being is this. need a top-tier guy to win the football games. Not... Not football, not the football games, but to win the football game. Got to win the Super Bowl with top tier talent. You saw what happened in the Super Bowl, right? As much people, as much as people want to give a pass to Jimmy Garoppolo for missing that forty yard touchdown pass that he had to Emmanuel Sanders, sorry, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know how hard the throw was. I think the throw is like a thirty percent completion percentage, so it's a very very hard throw to make. Don't don't underestimate that. Having forty yard throws is incredibly difficult. Completing 40-yard throws is incredibly difficult. Doesn't make any excuses. Shouldn't be an excuse. You should still be able to make that type of a throw. The reason is, 
is that it is at that point in time the most important part of the game, the most important point of the game. It's the reason why the 49ers paid you all that money. And worse yet, you started to see it during that football game. John Lynch, the GM, he was he, in, in the booth. He was calling for timeout. He's like, time, 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 time. Two-minute warning. Kyle Shanahan was like, I don't trust my damn quarterback. I will take the football out of my quarterback's hands. You, everybody wants to say, well, well, Kyle Shanahan lost the Super Bowl because he started to throw the football. With both of those games, right? With both of uh, the the Atlanta Falcons game because he was the OC during that football game, and he was also the um, the head coach, obviously of the San uh, of the San Francisco 49ers. So everybody's like, "Oh my God, he he lost those football games." But if those quarterbacks had made the throws that they needed to make to win the games, those two games, like I guarantee you, Drew Brees would have won him that Super Bowl. I guarantee you, Tom Brady would have won him that Super Bowl. I guarantee you, Ben Roethlisberger, Patrick Mahomes, on and on and on, right? The issue is, is that when you're looking at guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and other football players, and if you pay them a shit ton of money in crunch time, in the in the most important time, the Super Bowl, that one play, he's got to make that damn throw, regardless. Regardless, he's got to make that throw. It circles back to what I was talking about earlier with PJ Walker. It's like, listen, every guy, for some weird reason, people are like, people are confident in not having quarterbacks, right? Like, I, I don't get it. I'm like, I just rattled off 16 Super Bowl champs, top tier quarterbacks, top tier. Almost all of them are Hall of Famers. You win a Super Bowl, you're pretty much a Hall of Famer, or at least you're in that conversation for being in, in the Hall, right? It's not just about going to the Super Bowl. It's about winning the damn thing. You got to win that damn Super Bowl. And everybody keeps on saying, well, quarterbacks, they don't matter. You know, we can get a shitty guy. We can get a guy that, you know, is going to be a Band-Aid over a bullet hole. And I'm like, damn it. I feel I feel like a quarterback is like having a gun in a bad alley, in a bad neighborhood, having some protection, you know. Protect yourself. You got to protect yourself. You got to have some hardware. You got to have some fire. I'm not, I'm not saying you got to use it. I'm just saying, hey, listen, if you're living in a bad place, in a bad facility, in, in a bad city where you could potentially get robbed, you either don't go out at night or you, you, you pack some heat, man. I'm packing some heat. I'm packing a big Prescott. That's what I want to pack. You can't be going out there without a freight. Or, or, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to make that analogy about protection. In a specific situation. Not going to make that analogy. Actually, I will. It's my damn podcast. Where, no, I'm not. No, I'm like, no, I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. Point is, you need a damn quarterback. Um, this goes all the way back to what I was talking about with P.J. Walker. If you're an NFL team, specifically if you're the Patriots, don't fucking settle for Teddy Bridgewater and Andy Dalton, which a lot of people keep on being like, yeah, that's a that's a good, suitable guy. I'm like, yeah, for how long? I'm not saying he has to play for 20 years, but is he going to last three to four years? Like, Patriots, you need P.J. Walker. And I've been saying this for months. I'm like, Deshaun Watson should go to the Patriots if and when Tom Brady retires from the league. I'm like, listen, because I thought he was going to retire as a Patriot. He is, he's, he's, he's moving on. His ass is gone. I think that still should be in play, 
But now it's like if I'm the New England Patriots, if I'm uh, McDaniel's, if I'm if I'm freaking Bill Belichick, I'm like, why the fuck not? Take a damn shot. We'll have him practice. We'll probably bring in a free agent. But let's be honest, he's our guy for the future, or at least we hope so. Patriots, you need him. Um, I will say 49ers potentially, but I'll talk about the 49ers in a little bit. Raiders, come on, man. Either your GM, your coach, they love Derek Carr or they don't. Some people in Raider Nation, they love him. Some people hate him. Uh, Your head coach and your GM, they constantly are saying, well, we may or may not move off of him. Talk to them. You may need a damn quarterback. Uh, Vikings, you need a damn quarterback. You need a P.J. Walker, right? Because let's say Kirk Cousins has another season like that, and and everybody was like, oh, my God, Kirk Cousins had a fantastic season last year. Really? Everybody keeps on saying he's a top-10 quarterback. I'm like, really? Are you sure about that? I'm not sure about that. I'm really not sure about that. Because I look at Kirk Cousins, and I'm like, man, like, like he relied heavily on his running game. And when they took away the run game... He was horrible. It wasn't like, oh, okay, you take away the run game and the opposing team scored a whole bunch of points. He was like, nope, the offense was not functional. He could not throw the football down the football field. It was terrible. Gary Kubiak, that was his offense. The the OC of the Vikings, They just he just got a job because of what a fantastic job he did in the Vikings. It should have been Gary Kubiak who should have been offered a job. Because really, it was his offense that they installed in Vikings. It was his, it was his offense, excuse me, that they were running in Minnesota. As cute as it is to say, well, you know what? This this OC for the Vikings ran the league and he did all that good stuff. I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. It's not what happened. It's Gary Kubiak. They ran the damn football so much. It was like that everybody thinks that Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback. I'm like, you don't, you don't watch a lot of Kirk Cousins football, I'm guessing. You don't watch, you don't watch a lot of football from Kirk Cousins. Say this all the time. Test a quarterback, put him in some adversity. See what happens when he's when he's in an adverse situation, when not everything is perfect. See what happens. See what happens. Test him. Saw what happened with PJ Walker. Two two weeks straight. One week he was you know, he, he wasn't playing as great as he used to, as he was, but he still won that game. He still pulled pulled himself up by his bootstraps. Defense helped him out a lot in these last two games, won it. Won those football games for him. Helped him out a lot. But when he was throwing picks, when he had those two interceptions against the, uh, who, who did he play against? <clears throat> Excuse me. I forgot who he was playing up against, but he was playing up against some team that definitely he shouldn't have thrown two picks to. But when he did throw those two picks to, to them, and it looked like, I, I think they were down by 14 points. And I was like, listen, this is where you, this is where you really show who you are. You really show what you're all about. He showed everybody what he's all about. He showed everybody, hey, not only am I a guy that can... Sorry about that. Not only are, am I a guy that can that can compete and win in top-tier situations, but I can also win and compete in games that I definitely shouldn't have won, shouldn't have even been a part of. I can win in those football games. Not everything's going to be perfect. And when stuff breaks down, you look, everybody looks to that quarterback, to that position. The quarterback position as the position to bail you out. You don't have something solid. You don't have something fine. You best, 
you better believe that you're going to fall behind and lose football games. So, uh, Vikings, you need a damn quarterback. Pick up P.J. Walker. I could literally go on and on and on and on and on, right? Uh, let me uh, <clears throat> let me let me figure. Let me just go down the list. I, and these are teams that I actually want him to go to. Pretty much almost all all of the bad teams they can need a quarterback. Like Tampa Bay, you could probably use a damn P.J. Walker, but I'm not necessarily just going to constantly... I don't want to go through the bad teams. The Colts, you could need them. Uh, Chargers, potentially. Uh, you know, Saints, when Drew Brees retires, who's going to be the next guy? Because he's retiring in the next two to three years. Maybe you want to have a backup plan named B.J. Walker. Maybe he'll take a Teddy Bridgewater approach to it and be like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play for you guys. I'm, maybe not play. I'm going to sit on the bench for the next couple of years. I'm going to learn behind Drew Brees, and I'm going to be that dude... For uh, for for uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Sorry, the text message that just came through. Okay. Anyway, sorry, I I just got a text from one of my family members talking about something. Okay. Anyways. Um, and then I'll finally end, you know, talking about teams that could need a PJ Walker are, um, are the Chicago bears. Uh, as much as people want to say, you know, give Mitchell Trubisky a pass as much as people want to, you know, want to just say, Hey, you know, he, he's, he's, he's learning. He's not that. He's not a good. He's he's a great quarterback and blah blah blah. And he you know he was he he may not have as much. People are giving him excuses, excuses. It's fine to give him excuses. It's it's fine you know it's fine to give him excuses. Just recognize he's not going to improve. Recognize he's not a top tier quarterback. He probably won't be. Recognize people were wrong. You could potentially make this right. Because everybody keeps on saying to me, just freaking almost. I was trying to. Extinguished my candle. I just got my hand just licked by the flames on accident. I apologize for that. Sorry about that. Anyways, uh, recognize your quarterback is deficient. He's deficient at apparently arm. He's a, he, at everything that needs that you need in freaking Chicago. You need somebody with a strong arm. Arm, which PJ Walker has. You need somebody who understands a complex offense, which PJ Walker has because he's been in complex offenses. It's like, listen, regardless of whether or not Matt Nagy is a good head coach or not, it's not the issue. The damn quarterback is the issue. The issue with Mitchell Trubisky is he's not that good. He has everything right now. And you know what Chicago is probably going to do in the next year? They're probably going to get him in the draft, of course, probably going to get him some weapons. In that draft. Now, they don't have a lot of draft picks because they traded away all their draft picks to get some of the talent that they currently have on the football field, i.e., Khalil Mack. But potentially speaking, you could get a guy in the, you know, in the third round, I think, or maybe the fourth round. It's going to be a pretty good weapon for you. Will you, though? I don't know. Considering that that GM is still there who drafted Trubisky, I'm like, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. But at the very least, every single team in the league should be looking for P.J. Walker to be their backup quarterback. Most. 
he should be a day one starter in the league, depending on how he tests in the NFL. Because again, dominated practice squad players, he may not dominate. He may, I'm not even expecting him to dominate, but he may not be as good. In fact, he probably won't be as good um, going up against real top tier talent. But give him a shot. He deserves a shot. He definitely deserves a shot in the NFL. He deserves it. He's done everything he needs. He can. Moving on. Some of the other guys, like uh, Cam Phillips, Nick Hawley, receivers for uh, for the Houston Roughnecks. I thought Nick Hawley would be a really, really nice asset for some of these football teams that could potentially need a slot receiver. Cam Phillips. Could be a, a really, really interesting number one, number two guy for some of the teams. It's like I, I would listen. I would test out some of these guys. Bring them in. Sign them. Say hey, you know, like you don't necessarily need to like like for instance, you're probably going to have somewhere close at the beginning of training camp of uh, of like a hundred guys, right? You're going to have a lot of football players on your team, right? It's like you're not restricted to 53 people like bring bring some of these guys in from the XFL in and test them out test them out that's what the good coaches will do watch what happens this offseason watch the names that are going to be coming up that are going to be signing for some of these football teams like what you're going to be like who is that that was that guy from the XFL PJ Walker just got picked up by who really because those are the teams that are going to be smart those are going to be the teams that are probably going to win a lot of football games. Because they're like, you know what? We don't necessarily know what these guys are about. Let's find out. Speaking of free agency, Jonathan Joseph of the Houston Texans and Xavier Rhodes were just released today to free up cap space from their respective teams. Jonathan Joseph from the Houston Texans. Xavier Rhodes, very, very long time uh, freaking Miami, not Miami, Minnesota Vikings. Excuse me. Long time DB, Pro Bowler, All Pro, Xavier Rhodes. New cornerback on the market. They talk about they talk about how this draft is gonna have some really, really nice corners. CJ Anderson, Jeff Akuda. Let me check out Xavier Rhodes' numbers. Because I know that he has had he's been on a decline in the last couple of seasons, so let me just See his numbers. Got his numbers. Okay, so this year he had he had uh, zero interceptions. Okay, that's that's incorrect. I'm like that's. That's incorrect. They don't have his 2019 stat line at all. They're saying he had zero yards. Oh, yards interceptions were returned for. Okay, okay, okay. I understand. Okay, well, that's that's just... What about pass defended against? Let's see that. Okay, so he had six. Yeah, that's, that's not good. He had zero interceptions. He had six passes defended against, and he's just on a... He's been on a steady decline. Yeah, he, he's, he's not a turnover machine. He's a cover guy. 
You know, he had one year where he had technically two years where he had over one interception. And those were 2016 where he had five interceptions. He had uh, two, he had two in 2017 and that was it. He's not a huge turnover guy, right? He had one forced fumble this year, but he's only had three in his entire career and his tackles. He had the most this season. He had 63 tackles. Uh, 54 solo, 9 assists. I like Xavier Rhodes. He's a big-bodied corner. He's six foot one, 218 pounds. Big dude. Was on a decline this year. Maybe you can get him at a reduced contract, depending on which team you are. But he's going to be available, and he's going to be up for grabs. If you want him, you should 1,000% take his ass. I'm telling you something, man. There's way too many good corners that are are going to be available. Like Jonathan Joseph, he's not a great corner. He's a good corner, and he's going to be available. It's not necessarily about getting top-tier talent and going to the Super Bowl, like stacking the deck up against the league. Most of the time, it's just about you know making sure that you don't have a whole lot of weaknesses. And depending on which team you are, especially if you're the Dallas Cowboys, your weakness right now is cornerback. Maybe you get a veteran like C.J., uh, not C, not CJ, excuse me, Jonathan Joseph and Xavier Rhodes, and you check out how much money they're they're worth. Check out their contracts and the valuations of, of of their contracts. Maybe you figure out a damn deal. Maybe you get them signed. Maybe you make a damn play. Do something. You need a quarterback, Dallas, not quarter cornerback, because you're definitely going to release Byron Jones. And you like I I and there's way too many great like you you want to you want to remake that that secondary if you're Dallas to me and how you remake that secondary and I've been talking about it for at least a week or so I've been saying listen man you don't rebuild your entire fucking team in the draft you get guys in free agency you put band aids over cuts or you try and stitch up the bullet holes right. You don't necessarily need to freaking undergo like a surgery and get anesthetics and and have a high tier surgeon. Sometimes you take some wire, you get a hook, and you start stitching. Right? You disinfect it with some rubbing alcohol. You pour some rubbing alcohol on it. You get a fish hook. You get some stitching, and you just start freaking just just stitching yourself up. It's something to chew on, like some damn gum or something like that. You don't necessarily need the best to become the best, to win Super Bowls. Put some freaking band-aids on some cuts, stitch up those bullet holes. That's what I would do if I was Dallas. Free agency is going to is going to happen. It's going to start on Wednesday. The uh, the tampering. Now, let me explain how free agency starts because I think this is interesting. Some people could not care less. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting. So, free agency technically starts on Wednesday. Starts on Wednesday. Wednesday is going to be a great day for free agency. I will have a podcast uh, later on in the day talking about free agency. Right? It's going to happen on Wednesday. Now, Monday is the most interesting day of the week. Right. So that's going to be the deadline to tag football players. So you, you're going to see people getting tagged on Monday at, I think, 11.59 and 59 seconds. 
So one second before noon o'clock on Monday, that will be that will essentially be the end of uh, of contract negotiations and the beginning of maybe not the end of contract negotiations, but that'll essentially be the end of the tag, right? That's the that's the latest that you can tag a player. Twelve o'clock noon. That's when the tampering deadline. That's when that's when illegal tampering is is no more. There is no more illegal tampering, and what that means, illegal tampering is you're talking and you're negotiating with another with another football player before they're released of their contract. Right? You're negotiating essentially before their contract is up. That's illegal in the NFL, of course. That is gone Monday at noon. So what happens in the league is Monday at noon, a lot of players, they're negotiating with teams for their contracts at that point in time. And Wednesday, once free agency begins, that's when you start to see like contract after contract after contract after contract after contract get signed because the deals that were being made on Monday were now being like, like pen to paper on Wednesday. Right, Wednesday is kind of just like a technicality. It's just uh, you know a formal event. The informal event, the important event, is going to happen on Monday, where you're going to see a lot of people just chitter chatter saying, "Hey, this guy met with these players, met with these coaches." This blah blah blah. blah. Monday's the most important day of the week, besides Friday when Doom Eternal comes out. Which did it go through? Did it say I pre-ordered it? It one thousand percent said that I pre-ordered Doom Eternal because I just just got it. Made sure there's enough money in my account. Boom. Said apparently it says delivery estimate. We need a little more time to provide you with a good estimate. Please check back again. Should 1000% have been bought by now. All right, anyways. Um <clears throat> so you have you have some guys. You can get some guys. You can you can um not get some guys, excuse me, but you have guys that are going to be available to you in free agency when it comes to the cornerback position and you can go into the draft and you can get some guys and this is the beauty of not being a fucking dysfunctional organization when you go into the draft and you already have all of your guys that you want signed up you know they're already there they're ready to go and you have guys that are coming into the league from college you can then sign those guys from college, you can draft those guys in the first couple of rounds, and you can be like, man, players that we wouldn't have needed to pick up, like maybe a safety, because you know we we definitely needed a cornerback or maybe a defensive tackle. We got those guys in free agency, so now we don't have to maybe reach for a guy. Maybe we can just be like, you know what? Let's get Xavier McKinney if we're Dallas at number seventeen instead of maybe drafting a a, a top tier talent at defensive line, at defensive interior line, or maybe getting a guy like C.J. Henderson, who is definitely the number two guy at cornerback, but I would rather have a damn free safety because we need a damn free safety. Get Xavier Rhodes, Rhodes, put some damn stitches and some alcohol in that bullet hole, maybe get a blood transfusion from a hospital, but by then you're already, you're already like done. You already got all that stuff figured out. Right? Just you know, be smart about some of this stuff. Let me look up some mock drafts here. You know, be be a little bit smarter than uh, than like like freaking don't just wait all day. You know, get some of this sh- get some of this shit fucking done, man. Holy shit! I can't stand bad teams making 
horrific decisions and being like, oh my god, I, I like I, I wonder why I wonder why our team sucks. It's like your team sucks because you guys can't freaking nail drafts. Like I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Or not even drafts, but the things that happened before the drafts. It's like, listen, got a chance, man. You guys got a fucking chance to do something in the fucking combine. Not the combine, but in the draft. There are so many goddamn wide receivers this year. There's going to be some really, really nice players. Some nice, complete players that can start for you today that are going to be in this draft. Don't fuck this up. Handle your business in free agency. Monday's going to be the most important day. Wednesday's going to be the formal event, like, oh, you know, we're going to put pen to pad. Jonathan Joseph is out there. Xavier Rhodes is out there. Guys are going to be out there ripe for the taking. On top of that, also, Chris Harris is, he's also out there as well. He's another cornerback. He's a slot guy. Got a lot of options. Just pick one and damn it, go for one. All right, let's talk about quarterbacks. And I'll kind of end the podcast on a mighty long conversation on quarterbacks. So mighty, I need to take a swig of my water first. Hold on. That's good water. All right, mighty quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. All guys that are going to be up for uh, for new contracts this season. I didn't mention Drew Brees. A lot of people mentioned Drew Brees for weeks. I'm like, no, but the, the Saints are not letting Drew Brees go for Taysom Hill or what, whatever his face. What's his face? Freaking, uh, God damn it, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. No, they are never, ever, ever doing that, which is why I didn't even talk about Drew Brees being in free agency. I'm like, that would be the dumbest decision ever. A lot of people, they love to downplay how great of a football player Drew Brees is. He's literally one of the best football players of all time. I think he's better than Aaron Rodgers. I think he's way better than Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people disagree. Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers, he throws the prettiest football of all time. He's, you know, he's, he's, a, he's the perfect passer of the football. I'm like, well, he doesn't win as much as Tom Brady, and he, and, he, and he barely wins as much as Drew Brees. And he doesn't have any yards. He doesn't have the yards. He has never had a 5,000-yard season like Drew Brees. Talk to me about why he hasn't had a 5,000-yard season. He's in a West Coast offense for like his entire career, except for last year. And he doesn't have a 5,000-yard season. Come on, man. Come on, man. Everyone's going to talk about the 40-something touchdown and six-interception year. But he throws the football away. He throws the football away. He's always done that. Let's check out his numbers. And you know what's interesting? His passer rating is now kind of caught up to him, right? So let's check out Aaron Rodgers' numbers. Kind of prove this point, and then we'll go off, and then we'll talk about the other free agent quarterbacks. So he was 26-4 and four this year. That's, that's fantastic, right? His completion percentage was 62%. His passer rating was 95.4%. I think the average passer rating in the league is like 93%. So he was slightly above average. He's one of the best quarter, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That's, that's, that's not very good. And his passer rating has been on, on a decline, excuse me, for the past couple of years. It went from, in 2016, 104.2 to 97.2 to 97.6 to 95.4. 2016, he was an MVP. 
40 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 4,428 yards, 65.7% completion percentage. Fantastic year. That was the year that they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Don't talk to me about it. 2011, also a fantastic year. 45 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Pretty great year. Fram, that's the season at 68% completion percentage, 4,643 yards. 122.5 passer rating. He was absolutely an MVP caliber player that season. I think he was an MVP that season. Fantastic play by Aaron Rodgers. But he's on a decline. He is on a decline. He barely had 4,000 yards this season. Barely. Barely. He had a lot of throwaways this season. Also, didn't have 30 touchdowns. He has not had a 30-touchdown game, excuse me, season since 2016 where he had 40. Is that important? Yes, that's important. Why is that important? Because it shows that he's not as efficient as he once was. Everybody's going to talk to me about 26-4. and 24, isn't that very, very efficient? Yes, of course it's efficient. But do you want to know how he was able to compensate for having very, very few touch? Maybe not very, very few, but like Tom Brady had 24. I don't know how he compensated for that. Had a fantastic defense. That got exposed later on in a fantastic running game. What happens if you take away that fantastic defense in that running game? And everybody's going to say, well, he's Aaron Rodgers. He's Aaron Rodgers. He'll figure it out. Exactly how he figured it out. Exactly like, excuse me, how he figured it out in the NFC Championship game against the 49ers. Where he threw two interceptions and also threw two touchdowns, right? Because he sure did figure it out during that football game. All right. All right. And back to the other quarterbacks like Drew Brees and Tom Brady and all these other guys. Listen, uh, they're going to retire soon. Specifically, Tom Brady, he's going to retire soon. But I feel like with Tom, specifically, wherever he goes, whoever he plays for, they're going to have a shot. They will have a shot at whatever they do, at whatever they want to do, at, at winning, at you know, at the Super Bowl. They'll have a shot, right? I think he should go to the 49ers. The 49ers, they don't got the guts to do that because everybody pressured them into signing Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, remember how how everybody was like, "Oh my God, Jimmy Garoppolo! He's a he's he's a great quarterback." They made a great decision by signing Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like, all right, okay, uh, let's see him win a Super Bowl. Still waiting for him to win a Super Bowl. Oh, all right, let's see him carry a team. Didn't really carry his team last year, did he? There were some games that he definitely won, and he played great. But let's be honest, that defense, that running game, carried that football team. And when push came to shove, when he was relied upon to, to win that football game, he did not. He did not win the Super Bowl. I would love to see Tom Brady play as a San Francisco 49ers. Uh, not Niners. Niner. That stacked football team, Kyle Shanahan, I mean, hell, you can draft a receiver in the first or the second round and be perfectly fine. Be like, damn it, I want I want that guy for Tom. You can get a guy. You can bring a guy in. You can trade away Garoppolo and be like, here you go, Patriots. You can have Garoppolo back. Make a deal with Bill. Say, hey, we want a first rounder. Bill Belichick, he's picking pretty freaking late. He'll say, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take that first rounder for, uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. 
we uh we need a quarterback who is uh, uh who's not above the age of 35 and uh we're on to Cincinnati he wants he wants a damn quarterback that's young he's tired of Tom Brady he wants to show hey I can win a Super Bowl without Tom Tom Brady is like good luck I'm going to see I'm, I'm going back to San Fran going moving back with my family I think that's what Tom Brady should do I think that's what the 49ers should do the 49ers had guts they would do it they probably don't got any guts which is why they won't do it it's going to be interesting to see what John Lynch does because I think the 49ers they won't even get close to the Super Bowl next year there's always that thing with Super Bowl losers like guys that lose the Super Bowl they they usually don't make the playoffs that next year very very interesting statistic let me I'm not gonna check that but that was obviously true with the Eagles when they uh not not even what no well I mean the Patriots are kind of an exception to the rule I'm like the Patriots are kind of an exception to the rule I'm like Patriots are exception but the 49ers are probably not everybody's gonna be gunning for that football team everybody's gonna be gunning for Mahomes everybody's gonna be like we beat these teams we have we we have something special. We sh- we can show hey like we're we're a top tier caliber team. A lot of these, a lot of these, football teams are looking. They're looking and they're saying hey man, if we beat X team, we'll we'll be as good as this team, or we'll be better than that team, or we have a shot to do something special here. Moving on, Philip Rivers. Oh, let me let me uh, say. Oh, yeah, I talked about how Tom Brady, I think, uh, is going to go to the 49ers, or he should go to the 49ers. In reality, he's probably going to be a Colt or a Charger. Makes the most sense. Um, Anthony Lynn, apparently, he just wants to run the football. All right, that's his offense. That's what he wants to do. All right, fine. You you know, it's, it's your team. You do whatever you want to do. Um, he wants to run the football. He wants he wants to do that. I, I see him either going to the Colts or to the Chargers, regardless of the Colts, like, you know, whether or not they fit Tom Brady's lifestyle or not. I'm like, I think he just wants to win a damn football game, specifically the football game, the Super Bowl. It's like, well, you're going to get T.Y. Hilton back. I think he was injured as well as Paris Campbell. He was also injured all last year. You're going to have a great offensive line. You're going to have Frank Wright, great head coach. You're going to have uh, some some really, really nice running games, a really, really nice running game. You're obviously going to have uh, that great offensive line. You're going to have a really, really nice defense as well. Like I'm Tom. I'm like, how much money do you want to offer me? Because I'm, I'm willing, man. Do the Patriots play the Colts next year? I don't think so. I don't think so. But Tom, he wouldn't be playing in the cold anymore. He would be playing indoors. Yeesh, man, it would be it would be an interesting game. Tom Brady. Let me actually check if the Colts if the Colts play the Patriots. I don't No, I I don't I don't know. Hold on. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm, 
division are they? Oh, they're playing the AFC North. Okay, so they're playing up against the AFC North. They aren't playing up against the Patriots. But wouldn't it be interesting, though? The Patriots with their new guy. Maybe it's Andy Dalton. Realistically, it's probably going to be one of these guys that's going to be, you know, come out in free agency. Maybe it's Phillip Rivers, or maybe it's Teddy Bridgewater, or maybe it's Andy Dalton, or whoever. Maybe it's one of these guys. But imagine Tom Brady going up against his old team in New England with the Colt. Like, how fucking weird. I can't even, I can't even imagine Tom not being in the red, in, in the red, white, and blue of the Patriots, specifically the, the navy blue and the deep red. Or the kind of the the dark red, I guess that's that's what I mean. They're pretty much you know the their colors are the American flag essentially. Like it, w- it would be weird to see him in like the Colts navy blue or the uh, the the white of the Colts. I'm like that'd be so weird, man. It's kind of starting to become a reality. But I think he could probably be a Colt. I think he could probably be a Charger. Not very long until we figure out which team he will play for. Speaking of top-tier quarterbacks, Phil Rivers. He's going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I mean, didn't he move out to Tampa Bay? And a lot of people, I've, I've, heard, I've heard this so much. I'm like, listen, man, I don't, I'm done with Jameis. I'm, I'm so done with Jameis Winston. The dude threw 30 interceptions this year, he threw 30, 30, 30 as a starter, and he easily had the two best wide receiver uh, wide receiver duo tandem in the entire league. He threw 30 interceptions. Like I'm out, man. I'm out. I can't. I can't stand that guy. And a lot of people, uh, and and I, in the sense of I can't stand his play, man. And a lot of people. Apparently, I was watching the Chris. The Chris Sims podcast, and he was talking to his dad about it. Chris Sims, uh, his dad won the Super Bowl. I think his name is Phil Sims. In fact, he won two Super Bowls, was a Super Bowl MVP. So football runs deep in that family. Now, Chris Sims and his father, they were talking about uh, Jameis Winston, and Chris Sims was like, I was asking around the league, and there were guys that were like, yeah, we would love to have him. We would love to have Jameis because of his arm talent. I'm like, I'm not about it. I'm not about to do that. Nope, not even, not even, I'm, I'm not even, I don't even want to entertain that thought. The reality of the circumstances is, is that he has proven to me time and time and time and time and time again who he is. He is an absolute turnover machine with big play potential, but that big play potential does not compensate for his turnover machine capabilities. So like everybody's like, oh my god, like you know, if we look at if we look at him, if we if we show like, oh my gosh, he's a great quarterback, and he he has the ability to throw the football, throw the throw the damn football through a damn battleship. That's a great that's a great prospect. That's a great football player. The issue is with him specifically is that. His negatives, they don't outweigh his positives, and it is not even close. As cute and as cuddly as it is to say, oh my gosh, you know, he's such a great quarterback and he throws down the football. As funny as fun as that is to say, guess what? He turns the football over like a motherfucker. So I'm out. I'm done. I believe that a quarterback should not 
turn the freaking football over 30 damn times. If he didn't turn the football over so many damn times, they would have won more football games. That's the reality of the situation. You would have won. The freaking Tampa Bay may have been a playoff contender if they didn't freaking turn the football over so much. So I'm out on Jameis. Um, I don't care where he goes. I really, really don't. I think he should be a perennial backup. I really hope that the Buccaneers they they don't do that. They don't just freaking say, you know what? We're just gonna we're just gonna freaking continue to have him as our as our quarterback. I hope they get rid of him because I think there's better talent out there. And if they don't get rid of him, I like I I I won't feel sorry for him because I'm like you made your bed with who you lay in it. You're lying. No, that doesn't make any damn sense. What's that saying? You made your bed. Now you got to lay in it. There you go. I'm not about it, man. I'm not about keeping dudes that turn the football over 30 damn times a year. That's ridiculous. There are guys that haven't turned the football over 30 damn times in the last four years. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Anyways, Philip Rivers, I think he'll be a Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer or a Indianapolis Colt. It just depends on you know what exactly him and his family want to do about it. Maybe he retires as well. I think he wants to play, but you know we'll we'll see. I mean, he moved out to Tampa Bay, so it's like you know why wouldn't he want to be? Why wouldn't he want to play for that football team? He's literally like James Winston, turnover machine. Also has big play potential. They've been showing the Kansas City game. Um, this was this was like two years ago where they had like a lot of uh, were not a lot but they had like both of the both the Tampa not the Tampa Bay excuse me the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chargers were both having like ten win seasons. It was uh, Sunday Night Football. I think they were down like fourteen points late in the fourth quarter and they just won it in like four or five minutes. Like it was ridiculous. They scored fifteen points in like five to six minutes. It was absolutely absurd. I think he's going to be either a Buccaneer or a Colt. Talked about Jameis, talked about Rivers, talked about Brady, talked a little bit about Drew Brees and how ridiculous the thought of even him moving off of the Saints is and would have been. Talk about Bridgewater. Team will want him. A team will want that prospect. A team will want the ability to be like, well, we're just going to dink and dunk all day long. We love that about him. We love the ability of him to just not turn the football over. Maybe Again, I, I said that maybe uh, Teddy Bridgewater could be a Patriot as well. But the reality is, you're not going to get a lot of big play potential out of Teddy Bridgewater. You really are not. So when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater, when it comes to his inability to make big plays, like, like I I don't know, man. It's the exact same thing that I that I said with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm like, but it's so much more truer about Teddy than it is about Jimmy. I mean, the fact that like everybody talks about how him how he wears two gloves, and you may be asking me, well, 24, why does it matter that a football player wears two freaking gloves? Like, is that seriously like a big thing? Is that important? 
Well, yeah, it is because nobody wears two fucking gloves. <laughs> like nobody, nobody wears two gloves. Usually, what that entails is that you you have issues gripping the football. You usually only wear two gloves if the weather outside is so god awful and the ball is slippery that you're forced to to like to wear two two gloves on your football. Like usually, quarterbacks, what they do is they have a glove in their left hand. And they, you know, they're throwing, maybe not on, on their left hand, but in, in their, you know, in their throwing hand, they don't have a glove on. On their weak hand, they have a glove on. Can't explain to you that. I think it's because they grip the football. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think it is how they grip the football. I'm trying to, like, hold, remember how you throw football. <laughs> like, I haven't thrown a football in, like, years. But it's like, you know, they hold it with their right hand. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know the throwing fucking motions. Or is it they hold it with... I think they do hold it with their... I, I mean, they put two hands on the football. You know what I mean. Point is, their off hand is the one that they have the glove on. Their throwing hand is the one that they have the glove off. Unless it's bad weather, right? Teddy Bridgewater apparently has issues with gripping the ball. So he has to throw with two gloves on. That's weird, man. That's weird. Then you see Mariota... Because I think Bridgewater, he will go on a team. He got a good season when he was playing. He did exactly what he needed. I mean, he was like 5-0 and when he was playing. Team's going to value that. What team is going to value that? I don't know. I don't know. Quarterbacks, not quarterbacks, excuse me. Teams are starting to find their quarterbacks, right? Like this year, for example, the Jets are picking high. The Browns are, I mean, the, damn it, they always pick high. The Cardinals are picking high. A lot of teams that usually pick high and probably would have gotten a damn quarterback, they are now, they are now, uh, oh my God, I lost my train of thought, excuse me, sorry about that. They now have a quarterback. So they don't need to draft a quarterback extremely high in the draft. So what that means is that they can address some of the issues of the team in the draft with some of the high like with with some of their high draft picks. So instead of drafting for example a damn quarterback that probably isn't going to be a starter for you because you know their teams are terrible at selecting quarterbacks, now you draft a guy that could be useful for the overall team. So a lot of these bad teams they could get a quarterback, but I like I, there are other teams that don't. Like in the next couple of years, man, Theoretic, like theoretically speaking, most of the teams, I would say a good portion, like maybe 20 teams, they're going to be pretty happy with the quarterbacks that they have. They're not going to go into the draft looking for a quarterback in that first round. Some guys are, some teams are, some teams aren't. Frick, man, I'm watching this freaking quarterback. What? It, there's this, hold on. Who is that? There's this dude that's just like, like hanging out with like freaking Playboy magazine girls, girl like cheerleaders on the different on on the freaking different teams. Like he was he's an Oakland Raider. It's the Oakland. It's one of the Oakland Raider uh, freaking football players. He's talking to a bunch of Denver Bronco cheerleaders. He's <laughs> talking to like all these girls. He's a, he's an absolute rock star. It's not Namath. It's somebody else. It's just like he's wearing freaking Ray Bans. He's like 80 years old. He's flicking off the camera because he's an Oakland Raider. Of course he is. That's awesome. Sorry about that. Bridgewater, he's going to go somewhere. He's going to get a contract. Uh, Mariota, I, I couldn't care less about Mariota, man. I'm so done with Mariota. I, it's like I, I'm I, like five years. Five years of Winston and Mariota. That's half a decade, and neither one of them have shown me anything. 
I like this is my issue with with Winston, right? It's the exact same issue I have with Mariota. Five years, you guys have done Jack. I'm out. I'm out. I tap. I'm out. Get me out. I'm not about to be in. I'm about to be out. As soon as that free agency marker hits, I'm saying, hey man, you can either be the backup or you can be uh or you can sign with somebody else. We are not starting you next season. Into discussion. We will look for other options. We will as as soon as that non as soon as that damn tampering deadline happens, I'm calling up Tom Brady. If I am the Titans, or or excuse me, more specifically Ryan Tannehill, depending on how much people off value him. I don't value him as much as I value, damn it, Tom Brady. So I value Tom Brady. I'm saying, hey, Tom, you want to come over to, to, to Tennessee? Hey, Tom, you want to come over to Tampa Bay? Hey, Tom, you want to come over to the Colts? Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Come, hey, Tommy. Tommy, come over. Come, come, come. We got a spot for you. We got money to be made. For you. You win this, same, you win this Super Bowl, we got you. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you've already won six. Why not go for seven with us? We know that's what you're all about. You're all about winning. So are we. We got you something special. We got you some guys. Imagine Tom Brady throwing to Chris God, not Chris Godwin. What's his name? Uh, Mike Evans and and the other guy. Is it Chris Godwin? Who is it? Who's that other guy on that football team? Let me look up Tampa Bay wideouts really, really quickly. Hold on. Like, who's that guy again? Yeah, Chris Godwin. You got Chris Godwin. You got O.J. Howard. You got Mike Evans. Mike, uh, excuse me. O.J. Howard potentially could be, what? Franchise tagged. You got a lot of guys on that football team for Tom Brady. If I, like, I, I am starting to stutter at the thought of how many weapons Tom Brady could have if he goes to Tampa Bay. You do not want Tom Brady in Tampa. And he wa- and I keep saying this. Tampa Bay is a good freaking football team, and everybody keeps on laughing at it. People keep on laughing. At it. I tell you something, man. They get a damn quarterback. They fit not corner quarter. They figure out that quarterback position. It's gone. It's done. People are going to start absolutely pissing themselves when they get a damn quarterback. And if they get Tom Brady, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear. Oh my God, Tampa Bay came out of nowhere. I can't believe how great Tampa Bay is. You must be tripping. You must be tripping. I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm done with Mariota. I'm done with Winston. I'm so done with Trubisky. I am unbelievably done with Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know if that's everybody. I don't know if that's just me. I don't really care either way. I don't. Because the reality of the situation is, is that Mitchell, what has Mitchell Trubisky done? What has he, what has he done exactly? Because I haven't really seen Trubisky do anything impressive in the last couple of seasons. And I played, my team played against him and lost to him and they stunk it up. They stunk up the joint in Chicago. They made me absolutely embarrassed to be a Dallas Cowboy fan. And Mitchell Trubisky ran rings around my defense. And I would still say that Mitchell Trubisky is going to be a backup in the next couple of years. It, like it's, it's just that simple, ladies and gentlemen. It, it just is that simple. Simple. 
because I I just can't I cannot stand Mitchell the any 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 excuses for Mitchell Trubisky. I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. So I'm going to be out prematurely. Like if he has a good season next season and everybody keeps on saying see what see that's what Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky can do. I'm like so he can have one good season or two good seasons out of 4 years and really look like trash in the next in, in, in a couple of years and really rely more on the defense on everybody else around him the defense the coaching staff the offense the offensive line the running game all that stuff more than he can on his actual football team and make no mistake his his two years of just badness of just suckiness were regressive years where he did not get better there's a difference like Dak Prescott for example missed the playoffs in two years 2017 2019 one year, you can maybe make an argument that he regressed. But in that fourth year, he didn't regress at all. That's my issue with Trubisky. He's not getting better. He is not getting better. Can he throw the deep ball? Does he understand you know, what, routes his, what, what, what routes are his strengths? Does he understand his own strengths and weaknesses? Does he understand the playbook? Does he understand what his play callers want? Is he a coachable guy? Is he a team leader? Do the guys have faith and trust in him that he's going to win football games for them? Those are a lot of unanswered questions. And to be honest with you, I think that I, I think next season, maybe not unanswered questions, but I think those are questions that have been answered, but people don't like the answers to those questions. So they're giving him time, they're buying him time, and they're saying, "Hey, you know, let's just uh, let's just wait around, let's just see, let's go for another." He's about to enter into his fourth year. As a professional football player. And we're still like, what what does he do? Like, what is he is he a good guy? Is he good quarterback? Is he a bad quarterback? Like, what exactly does he do? Can he be elite? Because you're playing in a division with freaking the Vikings, the Bears, as as you're playing as the Bears, excuse me. You're playing as the Bears, you're playing uh, you're playing against the Vikings, you're playing up against Detroit, and you're playing up against Green Bay. This is a division that's constantly in flux. Uh, for the last couple of years, the Bears won the division. The Vikings—they're always in the playoffs. And the Green Bay Packers—they—I mean—they've pretty much dominated that division for the last 20, 30 years. That division is so wide open for anyone to take, but nobody wants to take it from Green Bay because they have some of the oldest ownership in the league, but also some of the worst, like the Vikings and Detroit and freaking the Chicago Bears. It's like, yeah, you know, let's get a running quarterback. Let's not get Deshaun Watson. Let's not get freaking, uh, let's not get freaking Patrick Mahomes. You know, guys that can throw in the wind. Let's not get those guys. Let's just get a bunch of question marks, pretty much. And you saw how well that worked out for those guys. Deshaun Watson being a great quarterback, even uh, even though. Even though uh, he's he's playing on God, he's playing on the Houston Texans, which are just they're they're so fucking terrible, man. They are so fucking terrible. They've they've made the playoffs in the past couple, like two like uh, two years, I think. In the last couple, they've made the playoffs, I think, twice or four times. I, like everybody talks about in in Bill O'Brien's uh, six year career with the. Um, with the Houston Texans that he's gone to the playoffs four times out of six years and, one's, and has won the division. But that's like, I'm like, that's bullshit. 
Want to know why that's bullshit? Because he's playing in a weak-ass division, man. He's playing against Tennessee, the Colts without Peyton Manning, and Andrew Luck, by the way. And in, when he went to the fucking playoffs, his team was fucking 9-7. and seven. Twice. These last two years with Deshaun, they've won 10 games, but it's like, man, like, Tennessee, they've now gotten better, obviously, so now, obviously, the Houston Texans have gotten better, but it's like, fuck, man, if he was on a good team, Watson was on a good team, like, if, if you swapped out Watson for Mahomes, I think I think Kansas City would have had a Super Bowl. Not to say that Watson is as good as Mahomes, but I think he is just that good that if you gave him a Tyreek Hill, I think if you gave him a Travis Kelsey, I think if you gave him an Andy Reid, a great head coach, a Hall of Famer, one of the best offensive minds in the league, I think if you gave him those weapons, he would have like he would have had similar success to a pass. I think he would have won a fucking MVP. He had five, I think he had two to three, five touchdown games in his rookie year. That's who the Chicago Bears pass out on for a guy that I, I, I don't even understand how you pass up on Watson and Mahomes. I, I, I get passing up on Mahomes because he was unproven at that point in time, but it's like they, they talked about how his arm could, th- could throw a football through a damn hurricane. And you're like, oh, we, win- we live in the Windy City. Let's not have a quarterback who has a strong arm and who can uh, and who and, and who can throw down the football field. Let's not do that. Let's have a guy who's a, who's a quote unquote dual threat. Even though I don't see that at all, it didn't transfer at all to the league. Let's have a guy like that. Let's let's not have a guy who who can play competent football. Who's going to be a winner? Who understands how to ha- how to how to go through and be a winner in and winning ch- in a winning uh, freaking college or whatever? Let's not have a guy who's had some adversity in college. Let's not have a guy who's had some pretty fantastic games in college. Let's not do any of that. Let's just have a guy who nobody's ever heard of. Let's draft his ass and let's just you know let's just let's just see what happens. It's like this is what happens when you waste a first round draft pick. You can waste a third rounder. You can waste a third rounder and still be fine. But when you waste those first rounders and you see what some of the other teams, uh, who, who some of the other teams get because you passed up on them, like you, like that, that may haunt them forever. The Bears drafted Trubisky over Mahomes. By the way, you asked me a question. You, if you're asking me the question, 24, if the Bears would have drafted freaking... Uh, <clears throat> Freaking Patrick Mahomes, would they have won a Super Bowl? Hail to the yes! Are you tripping? Yes, they would have won a damn Super Bowl. Yeah, of course they would have won a damn Super Bowl by now. They would have won it two years ago when Mitchell Trubisky was having that gangbuster season where he was going he was going crazy. They would have won it this year or last, yeah, this year technically. Last year, this year, whatever you want to call it, last season would have won it last season. He may not have had the playmakers that he had in freaking uh, in freaking Kansas City, but he definitely would have had a better defense. Definitely would have had a better defense. Definitely would have played in a division that favors him. Definitely would have played against teams that. Uh, I mean, listen, if he's playing in the Windy City, if he's playing out fucking doors all time, imagine what happens when he goes to Minnesota and plays indoors. When he gets to play up against the, I mean, some of these teams that he, he would have played up against in Chicago would have been layups, man. Layups. Easy money. 
but stupid. I, I talk about it all the time, man. Billion dollar teams, man. Billion dollar organizations make some of the dumbest mistakes and decisions I've ever seen in my entire life in real time. Like you can see it happening right in front of your eyes and you, you try and do and say everything to stop it and they don't. They're like, eh, we'll just keep on making dumb decisions and keep on losing. And that's exactly what the Chicago Bears are. They're just a bunch of losers, man. They had Walter Payton. They're lucky they got Walter Payton. Final thing I'll talk about today, mock draft. (laughs) I said, final thing I'll talk about today is a bunch of quarterbacks. This is the final thing I'll talk about today. And this will tie into quarterbacks. By the way, uh, Des Bryant, I talked about him Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, something like that. Said how much I was like, "Eh, you know, I I went back and forth uh, on whether or not I want him as a Dallas Cowboy or not. I still want him as a Cowboy. Make no mistake about that. Still want him to be a Dallas Cowboy. Want him to be a Dallas Cowboy. But it's getting to the point with the contract with Dak Prescott. And we'll know very, very soon. We'll know in the next couple of days. Uh, Oh, by the way, interestingly enough, the CBA vote. I, I completely forgot about the CBA CBA vote supposed to happen at uh I think tomorrow technically today today is Saturday technically because it's midnight right now so the CBA vote we'll know if it's passed we'll know if it's uh, declined we'll know by today I'll know by today even though I'll be talking a whole bunch about Doom Eternal even though I'm very very excited for that vo- uh, video game excuse me. We're talking a whole bot, a bunch about that. I'll also, if something major has happened, like if the CBA has passed, I'm, I may push, I may make two podcasts. Like I missed out Thursday. I may have to do some makeup work. We'll see. We'll see. Point being, still going back to Des Bryant, of course. Still, I'm still standing firm on, you know, I, I kind of want Des Bryant back on the football team. You know, if, if you. If you may, like, I, 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 I want to see what he can do. I want to see what he can do. You sign him. You, you, you prevent yourself from running that risk of, well, maybe we're passing up on a guy that could actually contribute to our football team. And then on top of that, you also hear about, this is interesting. You also hear about uh, Ventel Bryant. I don't think he has any relationship to to Des Bryant. He was arrested on a DWI charge in Tampa Bay. Mm-mm. Isn't that interesting? So you have some of these guys that could potentially get I wouldn't want to say want to say released. But some of these guys that could pretend you know, fuck it. That could get released. I'm not gonna lie to you. In favor for Des. I would I would release a guy. If a guy gets arrested in a DWI, I mean I think Vento Bryant only had like one catch or something like that, and it was the touchdown catch. Against, I think, the uh, the Bills or something like that. One of the later se- season games. It's against the Bills. And, you know, that that's kind of it. 
Here's what he said January uh, 19th, 2020. Give me the role they gave Witten. No shot at Witten. Let me play with Zeke, Pollard, Gallup, Cooper, Cobb, Jarwin. Think about it. In the meantime, I'm working. What does that mean exactly? What exactly does that mean? Give me the role they gave Witten. Because they gave Jason Witten the number one at tight end. He was not the backup. I would not mind if Des Bryant was the backup number one wide receiver, but if he's going to be like the thing that needs to be made clear is that he cannot be the number one wide receiver on this football team. Period. End of story. He cannot be. Absolutely not. What he has to be is the number two, not the number two, excuse me. He has to be easily the backup number one, the backup X wide receiver. He could potentially be a number two, a t- number two guy. I mean, there were some, I don't want to say strange injuries going on, but there were some weird injuries like, uh, for example, um, uh, uh, Michael Gallup got hurt. Amari Cooper got hurt during that season. Michael Gallup, I think he had a sprained ankle or sprained knee or something like that. He was out for a couple of weeks. Des Bryant could have played the number two. Devin White came in. He played the number two, and it kind of worked out. During some of the games, not near, not during the Jets at all whatsoever. He 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 did not. I don't, I don't even think he had a catch during the Jets game. Point is, Des Bryant could come in and he could be a number one. Des Bryant could come in, he could be a number two. But he definitely should not be the de facto number one. He should not be the de facto number two. Like at some point, it's like you gotta you gotta draw the line on some of this stuff, you know. And just be like, Des just takes over all the time. It's like you know, like come on, he's he's thirty something years old. He's thirty one years old. He ran a four five two forty. He's not a fast guy. He's not a burner. He never was. It seems like he may have lost some of his speed the last time we saw him. But more importantly, he he wasn't necessarily that great of a route runner. I want to see him run routes better. Like I think I think he I think he runs good good routes depending on which route but I haven't seen him go through a full route tree exactly so I want to see him run more routes and and a lot of people are like oh man look at his agility look at his hands look at all these other stuff and I'm like he's running the exact same routes that he ran back when he was a cowboy which I have obvious issues with I'm like like that won't fly I want to play. I want him to play. I want him to essentially be an aging Larry Fitzgerald. I want him to be a guy that's going to be lined up more on the inside. I want him to essentially line up inside, have Randall Cobb on the inside, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper on the outside, have uh, have and, and those are the guys. And either you have a tight end and Blake Jarwin, and you know maybe you have some issues with spacing. Maybe maybe you don't. Maybe you have Zeke on the field in the backfield. But that's essentially a formation that I would like to see from Dallas. I would like to see two guys in the slot. Maybe not just a, a slot tight end, a tight end essentially playing in the slot or playing you know pretty much on the offensive line and then just chipping and breaking off. I want a guy that's going to be dedicated in the slot. And does Des have the ability to work in the slot? I don't know. Amari Cooper does. Michael Gallup? No comment. <laughs> but I want to see him work in the slot. Because he's not very fast. And I don't want Dak throwing 50-50 footballs up to a guy that he easily had the worst passing percentage to in the, in the, in the two years that he was with. He had a 52% completion percentage with him. 
didn't seem to have issues throwing to literally everybody else on the football team. As much as people want to say, well, Dak was throwing bad footballs to Dez, I'm like, well, Dak wasn't throwing bad footballs to Cole Beasley and Jason Witten and Ezekiel Elliott and Bryce Butler and Terrence Williams and Jeff Swaim and Gavin Escobar and all these other guys that he was throwing touchdowns to. Only with Dez. Some people are going to say, well, he was trying to get him off the football team. No, he wasn't. Dez has just got to step up, man. Has Dez stepped up or not? That's what I want. That's what I want answered. <clears throat> Have I think, do I, and, I, and keep in mind, I want him on the football team. I think it would be a great addition, depending on where he's at currently. Is he going to be 2014 version of Des? Hell no. I'm not expecting him to be that, uh, be, being pretty much in his prime of his career. That's my PS4, I'm turning it off. As I take a swig of water, I'm like, am I expecting him to be Des of 2013-14? No, I don't need him to be that way. What I need him to be is essentially a number, t- uh, a, a, a backup. He may have to play special teams, by the way. We'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> Anyways. Not three first round mock drafts for you today that will going that will be going over um is this Cynthia Freelance yeah, this is Cynthia Freelance uh mock draft so, so I, I was is this the is this the one that I saw that I was like spazzing out about yeah it was the like if you don't if you didn't listen to one of my podcasts uh, one of my most recent podcasts, I was spazzing out about Cynthia Freeland's uh, most recent mock draft because she had Chase Young going to the Bengals, and I was spazzing out about it because I was like, why, why, why would she do that? I'm like they they're going after Joe Burrow, right? And it's like, yeah, but I get how I get how she was doing her draft. She was doing it off of essentially evaluating players. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Chase Young would essentially be the best prospect in the draft, right? He would be the most complete player. He would be, the, like, you could you could essentially put Chase Young uh, in in a lot of defenses, and he would be probably top 15 uh, pass, uh, like a top 15 pass rusher in the league, excuse me. Like, some people would say, would say, well, that's not very good for a first-round draft pick. Yeah, it is. Have you seen some of the pass rushers that are coming into the, like Nick and Joey Bosa, Mark Ingram, J.J. Uh, Watt is still fantastic. Even even though he's been banged up for the last couple of years, obviously uh, T.J. Watt, his brother as well, Chris Jones, a lot of great pass rushers in this league, right? And those are like top tier guys. Aaron Donald, of course, top tier guys. And I'm mentioning guys that play inside and outside. Top tier guys, by the way. Top top tier guys. You can get a, a guy that's going to be number fifteen minimum. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nick Bosa last year. I don't know if he'll be another Nick Bosa, but Nick Bosa last year was absolutely fantastic. One of the best pass rushers in the league. You saw just how well he played, and he was a first-round draft pick, and pretty much everybody was like, I think the Cardinals should get Nick Bosa because he's a better prospect over Kyler Murray. They were they were kind of right. In some ways, in other ways, they were wrong. But I get her point with her getting uh, chase on. So you got three other new mock drafts. Some of them are re- revised. Others are pretty much the same thing. 
Charles Davis, Bucky Brooks, Chad Reuter. I'm not going to mention him, Chad Reuter. Uh, Bucky Brooks, he's kind of the prime NFL analyst when it comes to draft. Charles Davis, I think he's another guy. I think he's a. I think he's all. I think he's what is it? He's a play-by-play announcer for Fox. So <clears throat> here we go with the 2020 mock draft for Charles Davis and Bucky Brooks. Bucky Brooks, this is his second or third one. I don't remember which one it, which one it is. I think it's his second one. Here we go. Both of them are going to take Joe Burrow number one overall to to Cincinnati. Both of them will. At number two for Washington, it's going to be two attack of Aloha going to Washington for Charles. And for Bucky, it's going to be Chase Young. Now, you may be asking the question, well, damn it, 24, well, don't they have Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, but apparently Ron Rivera is saying, like, the quarterback, nothing is guaranteed. Absolutely nothing. Everything is wide, wide, wide open for that specific position. So when I look at, for example, a two attack of a low at a Washington, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility. But I also think, here's the interesting thing, I also think potentially Washington could be using this as leverage for maybe trading down in the draft. Maybe they don't like Chase Young as much. And you may be asking me, well, 24, isn't he the best prospect in the draft? You just said Cynthia Freeland thinks that he's the best prospect. That's why she has him going number one overall to to the freaking Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. But see, here's the thing. I talk about it all the time. For some weird reason, these companies that are worth billions of dollars make idiotic decisions. So, for instance, Washington could be evaluating Chase Young. Maybe he's not the best pass rusher in the league. Maybe he's not a top, uh, a top two draft pick. Maybe somebody else. Maybe it is Tua. Maybe it's maybe they don't like the guys that are available. Maybe they're like, fine, we love Dwayne Haskins. We just want to cry, try and create some smoke. We want to try and get some. We want to try and like see if if somebody's going to trade up in the draft and make that mistake that freaking Chicago made when they drafted Mitchell Trubisky, where they trade down and they gave us a, where they traded down. Excuse me. We switched draft positions and they give us a second round draft pick. Maybe that's a case. Maybe they'll be like, you know what? We love Chase Young, but we also love Ryan Kerrigan. Easily one of the most underrated pass rushers in the league. Again, going back to top ten, uh, top fifteen for Chase Young. Point is, a lot of options for Washington. They can take him. They can not take him. Do I think they'll take Tua Tagovailoa? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It makes a lot more sense to me if I'm Washington to take Chase Young. Because you pair him with Ryan Kerrigan, you pair him with Ron Rivera. Like, you already have Reuben Foster. You start shutting down some of these NFC East running games. You start hitting some of these damn quarterbacks, which is what you need to do. The reality is teams need to start hitting other teams as quarterbacks in the NFC East. That's why they're paying a a bunch of money for pass rushers. And also... They're trying to stop the run game. I look at Washington. I'm like, there's a lot of good options. There's a lot of bad options. Detroit and Charles Davis's draft, they select Chase Young, obviously, because Washington didn't. 
Bucky Books selects Isaiah Thomas, not Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Simmons, because he was one of the best, I think, that uh, that competed at the Combine. I think he ran like a 4.39 as like a 240-pound linebacker slash free safety. Athletic monster. Athletic freak of nature. Um, he is, there, there's some players that play hybrid, right? One of my favorite players that's a hybrid player that was a hybrid player, he ju- he retired a couple of years ago, was uh, was Cam Chancellor. He was a dude that he could play linebacker and he could play free safety, and he was top tier at both of those positions. Top, top, top tier, both of those positions. And when I look at a Isaiah Simmons, I see similar qualities in Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor was absolutely just destructive when it came to tackling. Do I think Isaiah Simmons is? No, I don't think so. But do I think that he can play with similar efficiency at linebacker and free safety? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the next couple of rounds, not the next couple of rounds, excuse me, next couple of picks, number four, uh, the Giants, they select an offensive lineman, either Makai Becton from Louisville, Jedrick Wills from Alabama, depending on which draft depending on who you value. Um, everybody loves this guy, Jordan Love, man. How, how does... I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I get that he had his entire offensive staff just switched and stuff like that, and and, and, uh, and he lost, like, the majority of his, of his starters. I think he lost, like, 10 out of 12, or 10 out of 11, excuse me. He pretty much lost his entire offense, and then his coaching staff changed. Lost a lot of dudes. I get that. So he played terrible in 2019, but I don't understand how he can be a top five quarterback. I don't understand why people are hyping him up this much. It, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So Jordan Love taken five by Miami because obviously Tua is off the board because he was taken by number two. This is Charles Davis's draft. He was taken number two by Washington. Jordan Love goes number five in Bucky Brooks. It's another offensive line for Miami. Another offensive lineman for Miami instead of taking Tua. Take a swig of my water. So the next draft, the Chargers, not draft, excuse me, draft pick. The Chargers offensive lineman, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, Charles Davis. By the way, I'm just going to say... Um, the first draft pick that I say is going to be Charles Davis. The second draft pick is going to be Bucky, Bucky Brooks, just in case if you're going to be confused or whatever. So Andrew Thomas, Chargers, uh, to attack of Aloha, uh for the Chargers as well for Bucky Brooks. So those are those are the two different draft pick draft picks. Andrew Thomas is an offensive lineman. Uh, to attack of Aloha, easily one of the best rated quarterbacks in the league or in the draft currently. So. I think Tua, whatever they're going to do, whatever the Chargers are going to do, whether they get an offensive lineman, whether not an offensive lineman, whether they get Tom Brady or not, I think is going to determine how they draft. Remember what I was talking about with free agency and how you handle your business in free agency so that way you can go into the draft feeling really, really great about some of the players that you that you maybe want and you can get now instead of having to address some of the more uh, pertinent issues on your team. You've already addressed them, so you don't need to address them. But if they get Tom Brady, if the Chargers get Tom Brady, maybe you don't draft Tua. Maybe you get an offensive lineman. 
Or maybe you don't draft a quarterback. Maybe you get an offensive lineman because Tua's probably not going to be there at five. Or not not at five, excuse me, at six. Moving on. Derek Brown going to the Carolina Panthers, the defensive lineman out of Alabama at number seven. Nothing more that needs to be said. They, I mean, they need pieces on defense. I don't, I don't know exactly who they're going to get. And number eight, and by the way, both of them had them getting uh, Derek Brown. Like, both of them agreed on that. Number eight, Tristan Wirfs for Charles Davis, C.D. Lamb for Bucky Brooks. C.D. Lamb, man, I mean, you need an offensive lineman, but you also need weapons. Who does he have? And I know it's a deep draft, but it's like you have the you have the option to get a number one guy. You get a number one guy. I know I know people are going to be like, well, let's hold out, let's hold out. You know, let's wait. Let's let's let DK Metcalf fall to the all all the way almost to the third round, the sixty fourth pick overall. Let's just let him fall. Pretty much was the best wide receiver last year with a thousand yards. Had the had uh, has the record for the most yards in a playoff game for a rookie. Let's just let him fall. No, he's just a big-bodied wide receiver. He doesn't do anything else. He's just a big guy. What what does he do? Let him fall. Then you get Seattle just torching up people. And now they actually have a wide receiving course, so that now they can obviously continue either building that. Maybe they get a tight end. In fact, they just got Greg Olson. Maybe you continue to build off the wide receiving core. Maybe you get a slot receiver in the second or third round. Depending on you know what what where and how you value Tyler Lockett, maybe you get an offensive lineman. I mean, they don't have a first round draft pick. I don't know how they don't have a first round draft pick. I don't know who they traded. They don't have a first round draft pick. Am I tripping on that? Do they have a first round draft pick? No, they don't. Of course they don't. <laughs> like they never have a first round draft pick. So Seahawks, they don't have a first round draft pick. So in in the second round, guess what? Get, get a damn wide receiver. Get a damn defensive player. Whatever you need, you can get it, right? You, 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 you didn't reach for DK. He was there in the second round. You traded back in for the second round. Good job by Seattle. Moving on. From, uh, from freaking the Cardinals getting C.D. Lamb. Interestingly enough, Isaiah Simmons falls all the way to nine for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Linebacker, Clemson. Then also, interestingly enough, Jeff Okuda. He goes to Jacksonville, pretty much replacing Jalen Ramsey at number nine. If Simmons is there, which in Bucky Brooks's draft, where he has Okuda being drafted by the Jaguars, he is not there, you would obviously take Simmons. But would he fall all the way down there? I don't know. I mean, if you're freaking the Cardinals, do you get C.D. Lamb? I think so. I think you got to pick him up. Gotta get You got to get some piece on the offensive line. Excuse me, on the offensive line, or better yet, at wide receiver. You can't just can't leave Kyler Murray on a fucking island, man. C.D. Lamb, then obviously Jeff Okuda or Isaiah Simmons for Jacksonville, but it will be a defensive pickup. Um, for me personally, I I may suggest either second round or sooner get a damn wide receiver for what's his face Minshew. I can't tell you who his wide receivers are. Can't tell you. Cannot tell you who his wide receivers are. He needs wide receivers. I can't, like, 
Get him wide receivers. Get him wide receivers. 10, Cleveland is going to take an offensive lineman, either Andrew Thomas from Georgia or Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. Again, depending on how you uh, evaluate those two, those uh, those two guys, uh, number eleven. I don't get what I don't get what the hell these guys are doing. <laughs> I don't I don't get what the hell these guys are doing. They both have these uh, the Jets drafting a cornerback, right? Either eleven, the Jets take a Cuda for Charles Davis, or they take C.J. Henderson for Bucky Brooks. I'm like, what? How about they get a damn offensive lineman? How about that? Anyways, so at number 12, I'm like, I'm not even going to talk about the Jets. Like, like, like everybody talks about how Sam Darnold needs an offensive lineman. How about you get him a damn offensive lineman? For the Raiders, the the freaking Las Vegas Raiders, they're going to take a wide out. They're going to take either CeeDee Lamb, uh, according to Charles Davis, who did not have CeeDee Lamb going to the Cardinals, or they're going to get Jerry Judy uh, for Bucky Brooks. They need a guy. They need a guy. They need guys. Better yet. Number 13, interestingly enough, and I really, really like this draft pick for the Colts. Uh, The Colts, they get Justin Herbert for Charles Davis. All right. I like that draft pick. I'm not surprised that he fell this far. This is, by the way, this is kind of like my, my new Deshaun Watson. Like Justin Herbert, I saw him play. In the Senior Bowl, the Reese's Pieces for Senior Bowl, I saw him play last night. I, I recorded it on, on television. I was like, man, I'm I'm really, really surprised at how great he is. And then I constantly just see the criticism that's just been levied against him. And I'm like, you guys are over overthinking this. Like, horrendously overthinking this. Like, you guys were talking about Jordan Love. I'm like, I, I don't see what the hell you guys are seeing in Jordan Love. There is no way you can tell me that Jordan Love is better than Justin Herbert. I don't care how good his numbers were when he had an offensive. I don't care. I don't care how big his arm talent is. I don't care about that stuff. Justin Herbert, I think it's 6'6", 230, He throws sweet footballs. Sometimes he hesitates. And I think uh, people say, yeah, he's 6'6", right? And, um, and I was talking about him hesitating when he throws. But when he, when he throws that football, when he throws the football, Sometimes he hesitates in, in, I think what it's called is aiming instead of throwing it. So he's like, just like figuring out, like he has his guy open and he just waits and he waits and he waits. And I'm like, dude, just throw the damn football. Sometimes he does that. I think you can clean that up in the league. I've, I've really, really liked what I've seen out of what I've seen from Justin Herbert. And uh, not just obviously uh, at, at the Reese's Pieces Pro Bowl. I saw him work out at his pro day. I saw him in the com. I've really, really liked what I've seen from Herbert. Herbert, weirdly enough, I don't get it. Herbert is being like, like under-evaluated. It's, it's, or, or like he, like everything, like they keep saying to me, love, 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 love. I'm like, what? Like Bucky Brooks doesn't have a team drafting Herbert. Don't know. Okay, good. He has, he has Miami drafting them at number 18. God, man, I'm like, I'm like, but, but, but what happens if the Patriots trade up? Like, if, if they, if they have, 
Herbert at that position, if they have him, they're going to take him. Teams are going to take Herbert, man. Like, I just, I got issues with that pick, man. There's no way you can tell me Herbert is going to be there, man. There should be no reason why he's there at number 13. Um, But that's Charles Davis who has him at at number 13. Uh, Bucky Brooks has him at number 18. I, I just don't get it. At number 13 for the Colts to help out that offensive line even more. Bucky Brooks has Makai Becton going to the Colts as well. Remember Quentin Nelson. Uh, he's a he's one of the best right ta- not right tackles right guards in the league or guards in the league. I think he plays left guard, not right guard, but great guard for the uh, for the Colts. One of the best in the league. They have really really done wonders for their offensive line. Uh, it seems like it's three or four years late because already Andrew Luck had already taken all those hits. So maybe if you built up that offensive line a little bit quicker, you still would have had Andrew Luck playing as a quarterback. Moving on. Um, Javon Kenlaw goes 14th for Charles Davis. Really, really like that draft pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jordan Love goes, uh, oh my God. I mean, it's, it, it, that, that makes sense. Jordan Love going number 14th because he's a, he's a strong arm quarterback. He's the type of guy that Bruce Arians like the guy that's going to just chuck the ball down the football field. But it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Why isn't anyone talking about Jalen Hurts? Like, to me, he should have been considered easily in the second round, potentially a first-round draft pick. I thought that he was a first-round draft pick uh, this year. Apparently, nobody else thinks that. I'm like, does anyone not realize that he's he's going to he's he's going to win football games for whatever team he's going to go to? Like, I just I don't I don't get evaluating I don't get evaluating players. Um. Anyways, number fifteen. Broncos, they're going to, Charles Davis has them drafting uh, Jerry Judy, Charles Davis, not Charles Davis, Bucky Brooks has them drafting Javon Kenlaw, so depending on where people lie, depending on where people are going to get their draft picks, essentially Javon Kenlaw is going to be drafted number 14th, 15th uh, overall, maybe even sooner if I'm honest with you, uh, to a team, because I know a lot of people are like, why doesn't Dallas just get Javon Kenlaw, because he's not going to be there. He is not going to be there at at, at 17th because either because I I mean I think this is correct I think either Tampa Bay I think the Broncos I think the Falcons could potentially pick up Javon Kinlaw before the Dallas Cowboys can literally a couple of draft picks away just that simple but Charles Davis have has Jerry Judy being drafted by. Uh, the Broncos, I think that's a pretty solid pickup for the Broncos. Give your guy a chance. Give him a route runner. Give him somebody to throw the damn football to because I don't know who the hell. You, like, they, they got rid of uh, DT, Demarius Thomas. They got rid of freaking uh, Emmanuel Sanders. They only got Noah Fant. Oh, they got some guys. They got Noah Fant. They also got uh, – who else did they got that other guy? Uh, it wasn't DJ Moore. Who's their wideout? Who's that wideout? That Denver Bronco wideout? He, ha- he quietly had a 1,000-yard season, I think. Cortland Sutton. Let me check his numbers really, really. I'm pretty sure he's a thousand yard guy. Yeah, he had he had eleven hundred yards. He had six touchdowns. So he's he's kind of coming to his own as well. So you add on Jerry Judy with Cortland Sutton, uh, with uh, with Noah Fant and Philip Lindsay. Well, how many rushing yards? I, I don't think Philip Lindsay had that good of a year. I didn't hear anything out of Philip Lindsay. Let me check his numbers. 
oh, never mind, he had a 1,000-yard season. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell am I talking about? He had a 1,000-yard season. He had seven touchdowns. He had more attempts, but he still had 4.5 yards to carry. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty, I mean, that's, it's not the 5.4 that he had in his rookie season, but 4.5 is still pretty damn good. He's still there, you know. Uh, He had uh, 35 receptions for 196 yards. That's not very good, but he's still a decent back. Maybe, hey, 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 Denver, hey, Denver, maybe you get a better offensive line for your damn running back and give him some help. Give him some damn help. How about that? Clavon Chasen, linebacker at LSU, excuse me, for the Atlanta Falcons, and AJ Epinesa for defensive lineman uh, for for Iowa. I don't like Espinesa. Epinesa. I don't like him at all. I don't like Epinesa in the first round. If I'm honest with you, hot take there. I don't like him. I don't like him. I maybe late first round. I don't like him mid first round at all. He tested terribly, terribly in the combine. And I'm not going to lie to you. There's better options for you than AJ Epinesa. It's like I'm like that's who I got at D line. Uh uh-uh. uh. Hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Number seventeen, uh, Dallas Cowboys draft Xavier McKinney. Oh my god, I cannot tell you. How frustrated I've been with some people being like, let's get a defensive lineman. Let's get C.J. Henderson. You know what? How about this? Get a damn free safety. Get a damn free safety. We're losing all of our guys. We're losing all of our free safeties. How about this? Just get a damn free safety. Just get a free safety. Let's just, you know, let's just be safe rather than sorry. Exactly how we've been playing literally for the last couple of years when it comes to our draft. Seeing Terry Bradshaw, his football life, and how he's destroying my damn Cowboys. I want to turn my television off right now. Get a damn free safety. Get Xavier McKinney. He's an all-around safety. He he does exactly what you want from a safety. He can you know he can go down in the box. He can he can you know get into coverage. You need tight ends. Like excuse me, you need a safety to now be on tight ends. I'm so sick and tired of seeing Leighton and Jalen guarding a freaking tight end. And Jeff Heath getting absolutely crushed by no get one of these new age sexy Ferraris off of the off of the Italian assembly line to have you just drive around the city of Dallas get you a nice safety in freaking Xavier McKinney please and thank you don't make this harder on yourself I haven't heard Dallas not taking a free safety but you'd be surprised at how many uh, at, at, at how many people don't take Delpit don't take Delpit get me McKinney I'm sick and tired of people saying well what about the upside. What about the upside of, of Delpit? Isn't he? Doesn't he have more upside? That's a freaking gamble. You don't gamble in the draft. You don't roll the dice in the draft. You just take the check down. You take the check down. You, you do. You take the best player available. You take the damn check down. But you want to know teams that are going to be rolling the dice this year? Miami with Tua, if they draft Tua. Uh, Washington with Tua, if they draft Tua. Like, teams that are going to be drafting quarterbacks this year, I guarantee you, one of the top guys that are going to be drafted this year, I would bet money Jordan Love is going to be one of those guys, probably isn't going to be a, a, a great quarterback. Maybe even a backup in the next couple of years. Arm strength is not the only thing that makes a damn quarterback. Especially when you can foster it, and you can... Uh, build it up in the NFL. You can learn how to throw further and, and and harder in the NFL when you get in. Ask Dak Prescott. 
as I take another swig of my water. At number 18, C.J. Henderson, Charles Davis, Justin Herbert, Bucky Bucky Brooks. Wouldn't that be the dream if you got one of my favorite quarterbacks in the draft, Justin Herbert? Number 18 overall. That would be fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Will they get him? I don't know. I don't know. Moving on to number 19. Uh, linebacker out of Oklahoma, Kenneth Murray. One of the best linebackers in the draft going to uh, the Raiders. Raiders need players, man. They got draft picks. They can make some play. They can they can get some players, man. They're either going to get Judy. They're either they're going to get Lamb. They're either going to get Rugs. They got to get a wide receiver at twelve. <clears throat> then seven picks later, get somebody on defense or get somebody on offense, depending on you know who's there. Maybe C.D. Lamb is there, but maybe a better offensive lineman is there because your offensive line kind of stinks. You need to get some damn weapons. Moving on, number twenty, Travon Diggs. For Alabama, uh, from Alabama going to Jacksonville, and this is Charles Davis. By the way, Charles Davis, he did not have uh, the Jaguars getting a CUDA. So they're going to say, well, we're going to trade, we're going to have Trayvon Diggs, brother of Stefan Diggs. By the way, Trevin Diggs uh, is, is uh, or was a former wide receiver who now plays cornerback, which explains why he has such good hands. So now the Jaguars, they're going to take uh, Trevon or, or Trevin. Like Stefan, Stefan, Trevon, I guess that's what his name is. Uh, Trevon Diggs, they're going to take him at 20 uh, for Charles Davis. I really, really like that pick. I really, really like what he brings to the table. I, I, like, I like Trevon Diggs. Yotor Gross Matos, I can't say I, that's his name, out of Penn State. That's who Bucky Brooks has Jacksonville taking at number 20. Uh, okay. Uh, number number 21, the Philadelphia Eagles select either Justin Jefferson or Henry Ruggs III. How about get Henry Ruggs III? I've been, I've been edging the Eagles on. I've been edging them on. I've been poking the bear. I've been saying, hey, get, get somebody. Get somebody. Get a wide receiver. Get a wide receiver. You know, Jerry Judy apparently in both drafts is going to be taken by now. Is he? Yep. Uh, Jerry Judy goes to the Raiders for Bucky Brooks at number 12. C.D. Lamb for Bucky Brooks goes at number eight. The uh, the Raiders, they select C.D. Lamb at 12 for Charles Davis. Jerry Judy goes number 15 to Buck, uh, to the Broncos. I really, really like that. I really, really like that. Justin Jefferson, really, really nice wide receiver out of LSU. He was the guy that was catching all those passes from Joe Burrow. He's, uh, he's going to go number 21. Ooh, they're playing the Doom Eternal song. Or not the song, but the trailer. Do they have the... Oh, they have that stupid, terrible trailer with the Christian rap over over a game that literally has you going to hell and killing a bunch of demons. They have a guy... Uh, they have a Christian rapper playing, and I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, they have to market the game. You know, they can't be playing heavy metal music and stuff like that on TV. Like, they have to make it marketable. I get that. But I find it purely ironic that they're playing... They're playing that song. Like, they can't even show the damn gameplay because there's so much blood and gore and Doom Eternal. I love it. Anyways, uh, Henry Ruggs going uh, for Bucky Brooks to the Eagles. Justin Jefferson. Charles Davis. Okay, all right. Let's see how they play. T. Higgins, uh, the big-bodied wide receiver, stretched the field, apparently. He can stretch the field, apparently, going to Buffalo. Apparently, the Patriots are going to take a linebacker. Okay. 
All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah. Oh, God. You know what? I, I, I can't see this happening because I think that the that the Eagles or somebody else is going to select Henry Ruggs. Um, but freaking Charles Davis has the Saints getting Henry Ruggs at 24. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Like, what? But, uh, again, people fall all the time. That you, It's like, what? Like, that, that doesn't make any sense. How does that happen? How does that happen? Ask the teams that are doing the drafting. That's how that happens. Christian Fulton, also... That's the guy that Brucky Brooks has that the Ra- that that the Raiders the Saints could have. But let me tell you something, Henry. Uh, some people think he's a burner. Some people think he's all that. Jesus H Christ, give Drew Brees a burner. Give him a burner. Pair him with Jared Cook, um, Alvin Kamara, who was hurt this season, and also Michael Thomas, and the greatest football player, uh, not football player, excuse me, one of the greatest quarterbacks of, of all time, and one of the best offensive minds in Sean Payton of all time. You know, just give, just give, 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 give the, just give him, just give the, that football, that guy, that guy, that football. Give him that football. Put him on that team. Oh my goodness, what an absolute horrific situation for the NFL. If for every single team that has to play the Saints next year, if they get Henry Ruggs and Michael Thomas and Jared Cook. Oh sweet Jesus! Oh my God. Raiders they select Ross Blacklock. Out of TCU, defensive lineman, or Grant Delpit. No comment. I don't. I, I. I don't have a comment for it. Miami. Damn. Damn. Depending on which draft you look at, Miami is gonna get. Please don't tell me they get it. Okay. So one guy has them. No. 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 Don't get it. Do not take Jordan Love. Do not take Jordan Love. One guy has has um. I I really really like Bucky Brooks's draft. For for I like I like both of their selections, some of their selections for Miami, but when I look at Bucky Brooks's draft, he has Miami taking an offensive lineman early, then he has them taking Joe uh, Justin Herbert late, then he has them drafting DeAndre Swift, the best running back in the draft, at their final third pick of the first round. They got three picks in the first round. They get DeAndre Swift in that third position. It's like sweet baby Jesus. That's a pretty good first round. If you get an offensive lineman, you get a wide receiver, or you get and you get a quarterback, and you get that running back. That's a pretty good first rounder. You'll take that to not, yeah. That's a pretty good first round selection. You'll take that to the bank. Jesus Christ, that's a that's a pretty good first round selection. DeAndre Swift, you steal him away from. The Baltimore Ravens, who I was like, oh, man, I can't believe. Uh, like, I would love it if, if Baltimore got him. I'm like, not anymore. They are, they are not about to get DeAndre Swift. They are not about to get DeAndre Swift. That's a great. That's a great draft. That's a great draft for Miami. Let's see how badly they screw it up on draft day in about a month. All right. Talked about DeAndre Swift. Twenty six for. The Dolphins. 27, A.J. Epinesa for Seattle. Talked about him being a late first-round draft pick. Don't really see him being a first-mid-first-rounder uh, first, a mid first rounder to early-first-rounder. Then you got Austin Jackson, offensive lineman out of USC. All right. Patrick Queen, 
another great guy out of LSU, a guy that definitely what what, what was his? Let me let me check his forty yard. Check his forty. Ran a four five one at like two hundred and forty pounds. Linebacker for Seattle, not for Seattle. Excuse me, for Baltimore. That's Charles Davis, Marlon Davidson out of Auburn for Bucky Brooks. Let me see if there's any more more guys. For the Titans, they're going to select Joshua Jones, an offensive lineman out of Houston, and Trevon Diggs, or Trevon Diggs, excuse me, out of Alabama. Talked about how much I like Trevon Diggs. Eh, eh, depending on... eh. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's. I mean, it's two different positions on two different sides of, sides of the football. It's kind of like, you know, I mean, which which side do you need mo- most? You know, do you need another? Do you need? I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Do you need an offensive lineman? Do you need a cornerback? I mean, if you bolster that offensive line and you run Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, like everything flows, man. Everything will flow, man. Green Bay. They select uh, Lavisca Shinalot Jr. out of Colorado. He's one of the best wide receivers. In the draft, also, and this is Bucky Brooks, Joshua Jones, again, offensive lineman out of Houston. 49ers, they select either Grant Delpick, the safety out of LSU. He's the second safety out of LSU. Not the second safety. He's the second safety. He's the number two safety, excuse me, in the draft. Or they select A.J. Terrell, uh, cornerback out of Clemson. He's one of those guys. He's, he's, He's that cornerback that everybody is talking about kind of being that third or fourth guy in the draft, third or fourth best cornerback in the draft, obviously. Then, finally, 32, Kansas City selects the running back out of Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor, or Kayla Vaughn Chasen, linebacker out of LSU. I think some of these draft picks will fall through. I think others um, won't. <laughs> like I think some of these guys will fall through. Think some of these picks will go the the way that they are are like the way that they're founded. I think I think that I, I think I think they I think some of these draft picks will. I think some of these mock drafts will happen. Some of these predictions they will go through. Some of these guys will get drafted the way that they will that that people are predicting that they will get drafted. The issue is is that. It's not just about the analysts and the experts evaluating talent and things of that nature. It's more specifically and more importantly, the teams that are going to be doing these drafts uh, on draft night, how exactly do they evaluate some of these dudes, some of these football players? Because when I see some of these teams selecting some of the dumbest, like like doing some of the dumbest things I've ever seen when it comes to drafting football players, man, it, it irks me to no end. To see some teams like make some of the dumbest decisions I've seen. But you'll see that a lot in the draft. And my point being is that these draft picks, even though, you know, like to some people, to most people, it seems obvious to some people, it, it may be like, oh, okay, why, you know, you should just draft this guy at this position and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's all on a board. All of the players that they like are on a board, depending on how they like a player, depending on arbitrary things. Sometimes sometimes they evaluate it off of their actual performance. Other times they get a guy like Mitchell Trubisky. Like, it happens. It happens, is my point. So, interesting draft, interesting conversations and topics around the draft. 
free agency will um will will start Wednesday. The whole concept of free agency, the tampering, the pretty much the real negotiating will happen on Monday. Uh, tomorrow, I will be talking about video games, specifically Doom Eternal, and why you should get it on Friday. I just I literally pre-ordered it today during this podcast, and um, I'll be talking about it because I've been looking at a lot of gameplay for it. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Played it earlier, but didn't. But it was muted, ladies and gentlemen. This has been 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find 24's podcast. Again, tomorrow, long conversation, long topics. Talking about Doom Eternal. Talking about video games, the video gaming industry. We are a video game pod, podcast. We are a sports podcast. I like to do both. Ladies and gentlemen, till tomorrow. Hope you have a fantastic day. And I will see you tomorrow.